911. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 97, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. And with the Kalgoorlie round, run and done for 2021, I'm back alongside the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Welcome back, Terry. Thanks, BJ. It's uh, it's good to have survived um, survived the round. Just a little hit and run on Hannon's Day, but um, yeah, we've been recovering ever since. Definitely getting older by the day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. It's good to have you back, mate. It is. It's I'm more excited about having a guest on, though. Yeah, it's been got, a while. Who have we got on the who show? Got? Today? You haven't who? told me. Daniel Cripps, Cripper. Welcome back, boys. I tell you what, Terry, you're excited, but. I've generally been looking forward to getting back in the hot seat for a long time now. Actually, BJ, I'm not sure if Terry mentioned, but I texted him about two months ago and I said- I did. I did. I said, hey, mate, I want to uh, get back on the podcast. And he, he just replied, who's this, sorry? And, uh, <laughs> I was, I'll tell you what, he got big wheels over here. He's uh, getting nominated for awards. Tim's sort of the man. I didn't know where he was going now. Three tickets to the grand final. And uh, I think he sort of forgot who his real fans were. So <laughs> oh, dear I just had to pull him back in the line. But no, nah, in all seriousness, I did text him a while ago. And I've been, it's been a while now. It's uh, ever since railway day last year. So yeah, it's not about a year. I'd been hanging out for it, but I thought, well, there's no point coming back on and sort of uh, covering a, a half-assed Belmont meeting. So, might as well wait for one of my favourite days of the year, which is the return to Ascot. So, uh, yeah, counting down the days, it's been good. Now, it looks a cracker. Are you heading out there for the day? I'm not, unfortunately. No, yeah, mind. I'm filthy too. So, no, it's a good day to have you got plans because oh, it's actually a good day to like just like steady on board because you don't know how the track's going to play. You don't know what's going to happen. And things can change. Like we always say that, like we're in the Wild West every single week, like adjust accordingly, you know, we sound like we're on repeat. But um, it's an amazing day to be on Betfair and um, to be uh, sort of monitoring what it does because we can have our best guesses with the, the track pattern and everything of that nature. But, geez, it's a good day to be focused on yeah, the Yeah, nah, definitely. I will definitely be focused and just having a – we're jumping the gun a bit here, but having a quick look at the early prices, I reckon a lot of – There'd be good, some good late betting, but the early prices kind of look not as enticing, but uh, I reckon there'll be a few that will get out to big odds later that we can have something on, so. Before we jump into the, the preview, I was gonna ask you about something I've been interested in, both of you, about something I've been interested in. Recently, just found, like, I saw, it's actually Peter McCormick mentioned on Twitter as well, but I, I think a lot of horses are being overbet at the moment. Like there's, there's some of these moves on, like you were just saying before, um, we were talking about the race last week with Advanced and Champagne Dame midweek. And Advanced looked like a nice horse in its trial and blah, blah, blah. It was backed into a dollar eighty type thing um, against a horse who's sort of a proven jump and runner, got some race experience, but th- th- there's just a lot of horses being sort of over bet. And, and, and I just sort of wonder if, if that sort of pattern is going to continue. There's a lot of Cerise and Widers that are going to be popular throughout the card and we'll get to it. But, I mean, that can be a good sort of uh, thought process throughout the day is hope that horses are over bet, even if you might have them on top or somewhere near the top, and then sort of take the late prices. Yeah. And even with that, not even over bet late, but I feel like the horses that – I used to sort of focus on it, seem to be going up a little bit shorter even early. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what it is, but- and Is the data more prominent, you think? It might be. More there people might, have it. Yeah, it might be where- Brad's the, got it. Exactly. Brad's got it. So, I don't reckon- we have, We're not seeing $9 Sheen talk this year, are we? <laughs> hey, Brad. <laughs> but I, I don't know what's happening, and I haven't noticed it for a long period of time. It's more the last couple of months. So, it will be interesting whether it's just some short-term variance or if there has been a swing where maybe the- the real form analysis who don't rely on the data as much, it might be their turn in the sun. Mm. So how how have you adjusted to that, Kripan, for your running your business? 
Yeah, look, like I said, I don't want to be jumping at shadows straight away. Yep. Um, probably haven't felt like I've been finding as many early betting opportunities as what I used to. Uh, and it's funny, I haven't, like from a tipping point of view, last month was career worst month. And But normally for me over the long run, my early betting and tipping is where I do Bread my best butter. work and I almost give a bit back betting late. But at the moment, my tipping, as I said last month, was horrendous and my early betting was yeah, not very good at all. But I feel like the late betting for me at the moment has almost been keeping my head above water. And like you said, we talked about just before, Champagne Dame, I was on it first two starts, went up 280 at mm-hmm. start number three on Sunday. And that was never a bet for me. But when it gets out of six bucks late, like it's almost a sanity bet. You've got to have something on. And I didn't have a fill up by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, it's, yeah, it was good to sort of get my money back from the first two starts mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, beauty of Betfair as well. I think there was a couple of examples at Northern yesterday as well, even the first little flirt, big drifter like Yeah, little flirt was, was one of those. I took half my bet at the um, 380 or 370 or something when it went up early and, yeah, it gets out that sort of $5 late. And it's just, just I mean, even horses, it doesn't have to be Cerise and White. It's King Cruiser being backed into even money, and I'm sure this is a regular occurrence, but to me it just feels like more recently just – Everything's being just over, over bet and, and favourites are just being absolutely walloped in the markets. I mean, like, fine romance. I think I marked at $1.55, $1.60. I think it traded $1.28, $1.29 late bet fair. Yeah. But they're, they're thinnish prices for a horse that's going to get back and need some- Beloved star, yes. Going to need a run. Beloved star. Is that the worst $1.40 pot that's ever gone round of all time? But I, I just, yeah, I don't know. But that, that all that does, if horses are then taking up 60% of books, when you've perhaps got them taking up 35, 45% of the book, you, you're getting, you've got to squeeze the other 10, 15 horses into yeah. 40% and you've got some, um, you got some each way value. So. Nah, exactly. But hopefully on the flip side, it's been a bit of a lull time of the year as everyone gears up towards Ascot. So it, it's harder to get those, get that value in small fields. So I reckon as we ramp up now between now and Christmas, the field sizes get bigger, yeah. the markets more get quality. more competitive. Yeah. So I reckon- uh, I agree, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't be jumping the gun just yet, mm-hmm. but it'd be interesting to watch throughout the next few months. All right. First of all, we need to thank last week, we had uh, Riley Morgan and Latham Anderson step in and uh, co-host the, the one-one with me while uh, while the guru was in Kalgoorlie. So thanks to Riley and Latham and the, the boys did a top job and both of their Maddies landed oh, as well, Jarman yeah. and King's Authority. So that was- uh, They had yeah. contrasting stories in the fair. The Quaddy paid 100-odd thousand, only leg I missed, Jarman. Oh. And I was having, I was having a, I wasn't having too bad a day. I wasn't having a very good day. That was well behind, but um, that's like small because I only had three in the last leg. One of them was King's Authority, so they were uh, sort of the uh, the contrasting uh, outcomes yeah. for me. But I, um, I got the tripod. Only leg I missed was the feature. I had just media baron or red hot tip for the body. Oh really? How was the money red hot tip? And that's. Obviously, yeah. sad news, a red hot tip midweek. Yeah, it's got a miss and yeah. retired. Yeah. yeah, that's very sad news midweek. Um, yeah, red hot tip. So, I know they were aiming it at the race for a long way out, and you could tell with the money that came as well, couldn't you? Yeah. They came out of trees to back red hot tip. But, um, yeah, no, very sad news. Thanks again, fellas, for uh, yeah, that in. Yes, wonderful job for the lads. Thank you both. Um, and uh, Crip and Riley. On the Betfair Edge, I can barely remember speaking to you blokes on Friday morning. <laughs> you sounded like that. Oh, dearie me. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a, um, yeah, no, thoroughly appreciate it. And the lads, cracking job as well. They're, um, yeah, very, very savvy operators. And uh, hopefully um, a couple of listeners follow their maddies in. Mm. That's very impressive stuff. What's the double? 
Uh, thirty. Well, King's Authority is thirty-five. Joan was twenty, so seven hundred to one. Sure, plenty, yeah, of, plenty of people had something. Like <laughs> Luke Finney's usually a, a man. Yeah, no, Sponge would have been a – yeah, he would have had something on the double. Give us a quick uh, rundown of your hit and run, Cal. Oh, good. Yeah, it was good. I was still, uh, we, we went straight from grand final into, into the Annan, so it was a little four-day backup. Wasn't much time to um, – wasn't much time to gather me thoughts, but uh, yeah, no, it was a cracker. Played some golf with a big horse. He shot 68. I've never played with anyone that shot under par before. Um, yeah, he shot 68 at Kalgoorlie, which I thought was pretty impressive. He'll be happy with this as well. That it's yeah. getting a little rev up. This will be, uh, yeah, you're still, he's still a wanker. But um, yeah, so played some golf, went to the uh, Cal, Calcutta. I was the underbitter, thank God, on that's funny ass. I thought I was going to trade short. Um, so I didn't get that and ended up trading. Nearly six bucks. All the money was Moshard in the hands, wasn't yeah, it? Moshard yeah, Moshard started. Um, but yeah, and then we ordered some food at about 7.30, knowing that the Calcutta starts about nine. Food hadn't arrived by quarter to nine, so we ended up straight to the Calcutta, had to leave our food there. And um, yeah, the rest is history. Fair old Wednesday night, a few of the lads, and then um, straight into it Thursday. And uh, yeah, it was a really, 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 really enjoyable few days there. Um, Dig deep. Brave. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? Gallant. Wasn't he brave? You know, I mean, early doors when I saw, because um, you sort of assess a race in your mind in the first 100 metres and you see Tellema coming bucking and you see uh, like the on red alert leading, yeah. Has crossed that's funny as, and I thought, hang on, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to be more than a sniff here. And um, yeah, unfortunately, Pikey, um, I think he rode it perfectly. He just didn't, if the spot opens up and he gets cover, he probably wins, but um, good on him. Yeah. Start the fryer. Well, also, I'd chime into that's funny as late when it, Got out to over five dollars, and initially I was a bit dirty on the ride of Brad Parnham. I thought Troy Turner pulled their pants down, but after seeing the data, I think that horse has just gone. gone. gone they went quicker than Benchmark, yeah. Okay. And so he's just taken it, made a sustained run, mm-hmm. showed that turn of foot, and kept going. Watch its last couple with Angie Johnson on it, like, and I know it. Like, I met Mosha nine worse, and everything was against it in that sense. But the horse, like. Those runs and like it's win on Hannon's Day last year. We were there watching it in, um, we went to the pubs, we get a beer <laughs> at the trap. And uh, it's win, but remember, there was a day where it was a track where you had to be leading or rail to be any chance. And this sat four deep and last, not just on speed four deep, and circled them. Like it's obviously a horse that's got the ability, but it was just that far out of its division. It was hard to, um, yeah, it was Ooh, hard to make a Kagooly you know, made a for. bit of a mockery of the, uh, yeah, the ratings and weights yeah. because obviously start the Friday that and even sugarcane stuff it's lad and, and yeah, stuff it's lad yeah. outside the handicap all run yep well in the cup yep yeah no it certainly did so what was you went last year to you did the full round last yeah year, just, just a hit and round I had a lot so of FOMO watching the cup but when Media Baron looked in a bit of trouble from a long way out I would, I would like to have seen like, and don't get me wrong I don't think it was ever going well enough but sometimes I think Paul Harvey just needs to run his own race rather than being so intent on getting in and he, he really just wanted to keep Red Hot Tip in a pocket what was the I, I reckon if they're sprinting together Red Hot Tip Media Baron who wins the sprint you'd, you'd like Media to think Baron, about yeah. their best Media Baron yeah. to just let it out and sprint together like I don't but the horse never seemed to travel that well. But I think that was because every single person was on it as their best band that I spoke to. What was what was the on course experience like on Hannon's Day? Oh, to last it was year? it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, it was easier to get a drink. We had a tent. We had a package though, so we weren't buying them. This but it was a lot easier to international. Get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually got Deccan Deccan next. Oh, you're right. 
Uh, yeah, but the, uh, no, the on-course experience uh, was better in the last four. Um, I had something on the last four winners, actually. Um, but the first four races, we were, in, we were in a bit of a hole early with bloody the pro zone plunge. Not that I, I, I wasn't a big part of that. I just had a little bit of the 10 bucks. Yeah, I was a big part uh, of that. Um, what price did you get first up? Nah, I missed the, didn't take the 20s, but took the 13s, yeah, 14s. Yeah, so. yeah, I was 10s and 11s down. Yeah. And even all in red. Like, uh, I know we were on that together mm, as yeah. well. Like, so we'd done everything right that race. You're back two. They both start significantly shorter than the prices you take. And I thought, this would be one of those days. Here we go. Um, but then there was, yeah, a bit of recovery. And, um, yeah, no, it was a cracking experience. I love the round. Like, ne- next year, I'll be going for the whole thing again. Um, unless I do broom. I'm yet to do broom. So, i got to take that off. Did you get much positive feedback or feedback at all on the podcast, Terry? Yeah, I had a few beers with uh, Benny Black, one of our long-time listeners. Oh, yes, yes. He's a character. Yeah. Uh, I'm at the, he sent me a photo of us at about two in the morning, I think, on the Thursday. No wonder I didn't feel well at Hannah's Day. It was, <laughs> took me a couple to get going again. Um, but yeah, no, plenty of uh, plenty of positive feedback. So from our three or four listeners, so that was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a couple more listeners actually, because uh, I, um, funny story, I, Ran into one of the dads from school yesterday, Alex Jones, and he went to he went to the races for the very first time. Kalgoorlie Cup Day, went to Kalgoorlie, um, got invited up there by one of his clients or or something like that, and he um, he didn't know doesn't know anything about <coughs> racing, and and all he said to the to the two guys he was with, it was like, oh, one of the one of the dads at school is a racing guy, he's tips a bit, and he's got a podcast, the one one something rather and these two guys just jumped down his throat is that Terry Layton and BJ Ryan the one one <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this do we we don't need this just a shout this. out to uh, friends of the podcast Matt Ralph and uh, John Bruce from Cal Signs big Bruce. fans of the show and big fans of the Guru especially so who isn't these uh, days mm. on. so uh, let's yeah, get on so, with it eh? so there's uh, plenty of <laughs> Plenty of uh, goodwill out there for the one one. Before we go, Top Gun tipping competition. Round yeah. three recap. Yeah. What's going on here? How, how have you snuck in? <laughs> how has this happened? It's like a golf tournament, mate. You oh. don't want to be at the top going into the weekend. Oh, oh my God. Are we going to get his? Oh, he can probably post his tip. Yeah, yeah he can post oh, his tip. Oh, we can get it from him. We'll see. Whatever he wants to say. So, yeah, Cripper snuck in 40th because we had the uh, the week three cutoff last, last uh, weekend. How did Brad go? Uh, Brad didn't make the cuts. No, I'm neglecting so. it. Why am I pinpointing Brad? Why am I pinging Brad? It's because that. he's priced unbelievably well this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First thing I said, Cripper said to me, oh, geez, Brad priced well this morning. I said, yeah, he did. And we both hate it. Like, oh, God. It's nothing worse. <laughs> Being yeah. nice to Brad. I nearly, that was the only reason. I nearly pulled the pin on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pick my bottom whip up off the ground and drag it over here. You, uh, you pipped some, uh, I think his name is Dean, uh, sorry, Dean, Dean Powell. You pipped him by $3. I don't think yeah. he was very impressed. Yeah, was <laughs> what did you, you had something Star Alliance. Star Alliance. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Nice price late, wasn't it? So mm, we've got, hell. yeah, well, round three winner was Andrew McDonough. He got almost $650 back thanks to Living the Dream and Star Alliance. And how's this? Toby Dunn, him. who was on the, uh, the Mastermind. Like, I met Toby there for the first time. Toby Big Dunn, fan of Toby Dunn. Toby Dunn has had something on World Ruler and King's Authority. Yeah. Which uh, which made uh, he was second uh, on last on last weekend's round three. It's getting competitive, isn't it? So the overall at the moment we've got Chris Olsen on top, Andrew McDonough second, Toby Dunn third, Steve Spence fourth, and Anthony Reardon fifth. That's the top five for yeah. now. Uh, the guru is twenty fifth in order. Very good. Uh Cripper is fortieth on eighteenth. Okay. So you're probably safe. I I twenty yeah, fifth's a funny spot because mm. is it ten go this week? Yes, so it's down to the top 30. Yeah, yeah, so 10 go this week. So, so I need to work yeah. out whether I 
if I want to have a Hail Mary, but also try and find another winner that will get me up at least 20 spots because you'd think there'd be a few who won't. I reckon out of those 10, I reckon, yeah, you, yeah. You want to be aiming to get to about 20th right now on that yes. dollar value. Even, I reckon, if you aim to get to, I reckon me at 25th, if I get zero this week, I'm a chance of staying in it. I reckon, because that means 10 of the 15, five of the 15 below me have to jump me, take you, which yeah. is a third. So yeah, you'd be in 50-50. Yeah, a lot of those people will be playing safe just to try and hop into that as well. So I reckon I'm 50-50 without a collect this week to survive. All right. So, Tactics, I love it. So don't forget to get your tips in, everyone in the mm. top top 40. You don't get, what, what's the deadline for tips this week? Terry? Uh, it's, we're sticking with 9.30. 9.30 tomorrow? Yeah, 9.30 tomorrow morning. So, um, yeah, you've probably got half an hour leeway tomorrow. Got to get dog to the vet. Spotty, nothing major. Okay. He's fine. Oh, For yeah, the listeners that are panicking right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's fine. fine. Yeah. No, he's fine. <laughs> the so, he hasn't been, I just need to actually, script. The, while we've been sitting here, the mastermind, uh, sorry, the mastermind, the Top Gun selections have been coming through on our 1-1 one, one Twitter feed. So, don't forget to direct message your tips through, punters, and, um, yeah, you've got to make the – the cutoff of the top 30 to progress to uh, the following week. And just before we move on to the preview, our 100th episode is just mm. around the corner, episode 97 today. And um, yeah, we are organizing that catch up on uh, at Ascot on Saturday, October 30 to celebrate 100 episodes of the Derby 1-1 WA Racing Podcast. So looking forward to that. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview three-year-old classic day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and Daniel Cripps. We're teaming up to record episode 97 of the 1-1, your WA Racing podcast. It's uh, just after 11.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 7th of October. York in action, historic York today. Mm. Uh, back to Ascot on Saturday along with Mora Cup Day and Leonora Cup Day. While the weekend finishes up Sunday at Crayfish Coast, Geraldton. Looking forward to it. You up to date? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Last last Wednesday, Jera, I think I had four bets off about an hour's form for the entire meeting. All four got absolutely walloped in betting, like middle the prices. But um, what happens when they don't win? Ocean <laughs> course. Yeah, no one from one actually. Yeah. Blue Horse was the winner. Um, oh, yeah, Blue Horse, yeah. Blue Horse yeah. was the winner. But uh, no, it was a slight losing day. But, uh, geez, I punted well. What about York today? Is that you licking your lips? Oh, I've had a go at York today. I mean, we were two days in the punt in the last couple of months. I've been York and two days. <laughs> so I'm a little bit, it's like Cal, the Kalgoorlie seasons. I lost like the first six or seven meetings. And then when I got my eye in, I don't know if I had many losing days after that at all. But I'm still, yeah, I'm still betting like a peanut there. So can't help it. Just take a couple in a tea you got over here, don't you? Stay tuned. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city, meets, get out, stakes, competition. Uh, and the uh, the champs versus challengers. Jay Rooney chasing five in a row against Mark Olmos. What a mouth-watering clash that is, mm. BJ. Two big dogs. Two big dogs, yeah. Mm. Two of the biggest. couple of dopemans. Yeah. You know, <laughs> going head to head. Some, yeah, so it's good to- Fighting over a bone. Will be good to chat to Mark. And, uh, will be good to chat he's, to Mark. Uh, he's going to try and deny Jay history on the 1-1. One -one. He certainly will. What's happening with uh, with all your little side gigs, Guru? Betfair Edge? Uh, uh, Betfair Edge tomorrow. Bowls is in lockdown somewhere, so we're recording from home. Um, yeah, I think there won't be any guests on tomorrow because we, we've got no uh, capabilities to get anyone on the phone. And so. you're in a chop. Yeah, well, <laughs> you've been – it's not a proper chop, but, uh, geez, the way this is going, we'll probably be recording and you'll still be here, so you can just poke your head in and uh, and talk for a second, but we'll still get your mail for the uh, for the show. And, uh, and I'm doing the uh, – we're starting to do written previews again um, on 
on Betfair as of not next week, but the week after. Um, so they'll be available Friday mornings on for the, the Saturday meeting. Yeah, they'll probably be a bit briefer than what I than what I used to write. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, at least at the carnival we'll, we'll do a couple of um, couple of written ones. So I've missed doing some some words. So. It's probably not nothing. Oh, like, I can't wait to see your brief writing, Terry. I don't, I don't, know, if that's, I don't know if that's I your this, style, you should see, Honestly, you should see my notes for this meeting. So I'll show you later. It's, it's wild. <laughs> I don't think that is your style whatsoever. But uh, but yeah, so for those of um, for those of you that are just joining in the, the preview edition, Daniel Cripps uh, is uh, is back on the show. It's been a while. Railway Stakes Day last year since Cripple was back on. Still uh, dominating the punt. Still managing Curie Cripple? Still managing Curie Yeah. for now. There's uh, a few whispers going around. It might be a new law coming in soon, but nothing official yet. So, yes. Nice. Um, i tell you what. Uni time, if she can keep it jumping like that, uni time's... It's a railway horse, like, because it runs nice last twos, like, yeah. it does everything right, like, yeah, she'd be tickled. When I was in the run, like, travelling like that, you think, well, if it can run its usual full well, split, it's probably all right. I actually jumped a little bit, had something really small on it first up, and in my preview, I just wrote, if this horse is anywhere near him, it'll run the fastest last 600, yeah. so happy to find out yeah. at 20 to 1. But, was that- um, But I was also big on Massimo. Massimo. <laughs> Bar plate sun and still surprise, went so surprise, fours out to eights. Yeah, still went super though, <laughs> yeah, didn't they? Yeah, you know, you've got to give him that. So, and Michael was interviewed and you sort of, Michael or Chris, um, there's a bit of pressure on you when you say that. Like if yours goes horribly, geez, it looks pretty ugly. So um, no, good on him. Chucked the shoe on, but still ran a really nice race and beat them all by gap, didn't they? Third was a well, Valor Road was third and this could be fourth. So yeah, that was the labor money. Into a good one. Yeah, what? See, okay, <laughs> the features every single week. Like even IC Red, IC Red, it won, went back to a dollar seventy. It was a bit of a gift that day. Yeah. But I mean, labor right into a dollar sixty, notorious one, a dollar fifty. Like mm. some of the the money is just it's just too much. So don't get me wrong, they're the horses that I probably tipped and the horses I probably liked. Like yeah, two dollars like, like people were throwing prices out the window, and they just yeah, want to be on, to be on the winner. It's exactly what I said to someone. They just people just want to be on the winner, like regardless of price. I don't care what the number is. Just yeah, try about the winner. Mm. Not good long term. We uh, everyone on uh, on the west coast gets a bit of a spring in their step when racing returns to Ascot, WA Racing headquarters. It's been a long Belmont season. We had the Cowboy Cup standalone, but the sun's out. Everyone's just a little bit brighter, and we're uh, we're ready to attack. Back to Ascot on Saturday. The rail is out in the three meter position. Maximum twenty one degrees. Should be uh, should be pretty uh, light winds on the day. Should be should be nice weather conditions anyway for the, for the opening day. Any um, track patterns, fellas, that you guys are leaning towards at the moment? No, I think it will be playing fair. Earlier in the week, there was some talk about could have been a bit of easterly in the wind, but that's disappeared. So it looks like it's going to be a moderate sea breeze throughout the afternoon. Might be like your typical Ascot track on speed early and evens out as the day progresses. But as always, when doing my form, I don't really want to be looking at horses that aren't in the first half of the field at Ascot. But I think I don't think it's going to be dynamite leaders. Yeah. Are you, you remember last season, the Easterlies, even strongish Easterlies, and it was playing super fair when that was occurring? Is that going to, oh, it's only obviously a really light Easterly Saturday and not that big a deal and always allow fair early on in a season. But um, is that going to play in your mind when you do the form? Uh, it was interesting. Yeah. It was just so about around that Christmas time. Yep. There was a, it wasn't that deep in I the season, a couple of months in. 
I think Perth Cup day there was a good easterly, but it played almost off pace. Off pace. Yeah. So, but look, you don't want to throw your data that you've collected for years out the window just for a couple of meetings. Yeah, so, no, exactly right. All we want to, yeah, we just want a fair track after the last month. Come of on, I just want <laughs> horses can, that can settle on the fence and off the fence to be able to win, not one or the other. So, mm-hmm. we don't ask for much, do we? No. All right, let's get cracking. Race one, eleven fifty-eight a.m. Race one of ten. Oh. Big, big card ahead. <laughs> Amelia Park, initial plate, the traditional start of the two-year-old racing season. And uh, we've got 10 to face the starters, uh, plenty of trial winners, plenty of well-bred, expensive horses engaged. Um, a little birdie tells me that Crip has actually done the form for the two-year-old race. Uh, which is uh, which is new for the new season, but um, but yeah, the I think the standout so far um, in the two-year-old season has been Costa's Crown for the Sean and Jake Casey Yard ninety thousand dollar yearling won its first trial over four hundred meters on the twentieth September with Peter Nucky in the saddle, and then it's good to see this horse stretch out to the eight fifty meters around a bend. Uh, good to see him going around a bend in that eight fifty meter trial the following week. That was on uh, the twenty eighth of September. He looked uh, looked to control from the front, he looked balanced and smooth in his action with Peter Nucky aboard again. So I think it's just going to be in, you know Costas Crown's current favourite in the market. I think he's about three sixty early uh it's gonna be interesting to see whether he peter nucky holds up from gate one in front or whether he allows something that's crashing across to to cross him but from what i saw he's got gate speed he's he's got uh he looks like a real pro this horse cost his crown what did what did you come up with from the uh trial watching Cripper? yeah look this would probably shows how excited i was to get on the podcast and get back into ascot because like you said i've done a deep dive on the two-year-old race but in all seriousness i'm not sure why i went away from doing two-year-old form so that's my new season resolution is to get back into it it's, sometimes i find it frustrating when the early season three-year-olds coming around and i don't really know what they the two-year-old form like i should do so yep i'll be following it but in saying that i won't think i'll be diving into the initial plate I didn't actually price the race, but I just tried to rank them in order based off the trials. And yeah, I had Costa's crown as my first pick. The other two that caught my eye were the Luciani pair, uh, Rev It Up and Bronte's Dream. So there for the uh, sake of a top three, I'll go that. But yeah, I'll probably be watching the first race of the Ascot season. Yeah, a little bit of Brad's eight bucks star power. I yeah, thought, I, I thought I, I like star power was a better trial than Costas Crown, just about over the eight fifty. Had to be restrained from a wide gate, went back. Nothing, nothing else really made ground. If you go back to the four hundred meter trial before that, Brad had a pretty good hold of it too, I reckon. So, Chrissy Parnham goes on for a suspended. You said before, didn't you? Brad suspended, Parnham Brad suspended. Parnham. Brad Parnham. Um, yeah, it's five fifty now. It doesn't really interest me. I didn't really price it. Same as Crip. Um, Crip had his top three. Mine was the same. I just didn't have the wide drawn one. I had star power instead of that. So, um, yeah. Still, Betfair does. If if Star Power gets out to seven eight bucks, I'll have a little throw at the have a throw at the jumps. But um, yeah, I think one of those three will win. Yeah, I agree. I was I thought uh, I got Costas Crown on top. I was three fifty Costas Crown. Star Power was my second favourite five dollars. So they were they were the two. Always always a little bit hesitant with the horses that have only had the four hundred meter trials. Dion is uh, a superstar at it though. He's good. Yeah, you got to respect that um, the trainers that can do it. But just just wrap my head around that. I, I I'm always going to lean to the ones that have been around a bend and and um, Bonnie's dream looks fast, but is probably done sort of hasn't gone as straight as some of the other ones and like, suspect that Bronte's dream Jade got the pick of them because she yes. trials them all so yeah. I reckon Jade, she, she, yeah. yeah 
Yeah, so Bronny, so I guess you could say that the rankings from a stable point of view are Bronny's Dream 1, um, Potshot 2, and Rev It Up 3. Yeah. So, but for mine, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's a race in two between Costa's Crown and Star Power. It just depends how much pressure Costa's Crown absorbs out in front. And if you get softened up, then it could be a horse like Star Power with the closing speed over the top. Who won it last year? The initial plate. Mm. Something came from last and flooded. Was it like a bumper? Oh, no. Bumper Humble was two years ago. Two years was ago. It wasn't a Fatal Femme. Sean and Jake Casey beat yeah. Fatal Femme beat uh, Ladies of Amp. It is a race you yeah. can make ground in because if, if a quick one gets to the top, they can really pull up stumps. Like yeah. A, yeah. So it is it is quite interesting. So I think, yeah, I think we're all pretty much on the same page there. So, mm. uh, yeah, always great to see the babies back in action and uh yeah hopefully uh yeah hopefully some uh, nice horses uh come out of this race mm. in the coming weeks and months so race two is the tap touch west peak platinum handicap over the mile uh heard you, you blokes were were chatting off air about ginger fly terry you want to do the uh take the reins on this race um oh i think crypt will probably this ginger fly it's got a, it's a d crypt type horse written all over it. i'm sure that the current price doesn't excite you too much but uh holly going on for chris parnham is top of horse you you probably look at and you think geez it's a good apprentice horse like i think it's got a good record with chloe has a party on it um yeah the, the map looks nice call again probably finds the breeze and yeah you'd think those three kilos it should be hard to get past it's one of those horses where you wouldn't say it very often but Holly Watson on for Chris Parnham is probably a jockey upgrade in my opinion. I'd rather take the three kilos and have her sitting in the front. Oh, okay. With oh, the oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> not so we don't get the three or you have Not at set weights. Oh, okay. Right. I just thought yeah. what you were saying. No, I'm sorry, go on. I'll reword that. What I'm trying just to say is- Bob. See I'd, that, Chris? <laughs> I'd rather back Ginger Flyer carrying 56 and a half with Holly on than carrying 59 and a half with Chris on. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, yeah, this, like you said, pretty straightforward, Matt. Ginger Falaya leads call again. I think Lisa Staples on call again won't be too keen to pour the pressure on. She might be a bit gun shy after last start where she might have gone out a bit hard. So I reckon she'll, she'll be happy letting uh, another jockey uh, set the tempo. And yeah, I thought Ginger Fly probably looked the, the best winning chance of the day. I marked her $1.80. I really did think I was going to see. 250, maybe 280. Uh, look, I think, as we said before, Brad priced him really well this morning. I think, in my opinion, this was his biggest mistake going up 260. But at the current prices, at the moment, everywhere else, $1.90, $1.95. Just, there's no meat on that bone, is there? No. We're going to trade them at $1.95 too. I, I can't see where else a huge amount of money comes from. Um, I, don't, I think there's one horse... I think there's one horse they've missed. That's that's the way I'm going to go from a value point of view. I do expect Ginger Fly to win. I think Call Again's a really nice horse and ridden quieter on the breeze. It can give a bit of cheek, but the weight will really tell late, you'd suspect. But um, it's one of my old mates. He's having a tough run last year, and um, I think it's the only other time back to him in life. It's Rock and Ruler. He's a real sort of uh, – he's a real barrier horse. Five, you know, five times in his last ten starts – He's been beaten by 15 lengths plus. Mm. Like if he doesn't get the right run, he just he literally gives you the bird and yeah. says, I've had, I've had enough. I'm pulling up. I'm, I'm out, pulling yeah. the handbrake on. He parks on him and he was super brave last start. Heaps of work to get to the top. Came again at a race won by Celebrity Witness. Witness, who yeah. came out to win that race at Northern the other day. Um, 
Look, I, I, I don't think, um, I don't know if it's going to be good enough to beat Ginger Fly, but Ginger Fly has got to be maybe a little bit susceptible at the mile. Um, I just think parking on him. When, when Brad went up at 11 bucks, rock and roller, I was, yeah, I was like, that's not a horrible price. It's now 20 bucks each way. <laughs> that's me. So <laughs> I was $7 or six seventy rock and ruler. Um, 230 I think, Ginger Fly, but I knew my price was as long as I could possibly get it um, as well. So rock and roller each way. Yeah, I was about my price, Ginger Fly, dollar. A was probably as short as I yep. could get it. I, I don't know. Ascot's back. I really wanted to <laughs> just, one just launch one early. And I thought, yeah, unfortunately, haven't been out. It was yeah. I would probably need two forty to bet. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for call again to knock off Ginger Fly. Yep. Uh, as you blokes mentioned, Lisa Staples. Um, the figures that I get from Daily Section was Vince Cardi seven point nine lengths above, bet faster than the average to the eight hundred. And um, for, for this horse to box on as well as it did and still finish third was uh, was gutsy. Previous two wins, I mean, a lot more sort of suitable um, in its own grade type races. But just notice that the Reese Radford stable across the board is, is has really gone to another level in 2021. Not very consistent, yep. uh, winning a lot more races. And this horse just feels like it's turned a real corner, uh, this preparation and... I don't know. Like I, for mine, I, I'm not completely sold on Ginger Fly, and uh, I understand that if if she find, if Holly Watson finds the rail in front and controls and gets and gives a good kick off the Ascot Bend, then it, obviously it's the horse to run down. From what I've seen from Call again, I think he's going to be up for the fire, even if he lands in the breeze, and he's going to make this favourite sweat with it's the current set. The current win at Northern, isn't it? Yeah, with the current prices, uh, I think there's a bit. I think they should be priced a little bit closer together than what they are. So I'm going to go for a call again on top. Mm-hmm. Just level of toughness at the moment. And yeah, like what's he going to have four kilos less and probably have to sit outside it. But um, I don't know. I think there might be a bit of a chink in Ginger Flyer and we'll, and we'll see whether Lisa Stables can maybe expose it a bit with Call Again. Yeah, you'd love to see an, an apprentice use there mm. by uh, Reese Radford for a horse that'll roll forward to the breeze. But it um, does go well for Lisa. And that run last start, even though it's run third on what was a pretty leader by track at the time, how quick she went, she's probably entitled to um, give it up more than uh, more than Call Again did. So, yeah, good race. I, I think the best part for me with this race, it'll be run and one in the first three, lead up, breeze, and then you've got your Rafi who is probably a length off him, but I'm getting my price to find out, you know, with Rock and Roller. So I almost hope Lisa puts it to Holly on the bend and Jordan just sits there, sits there, sits there. It's dropped, it's dropped nine points. So yeah. it's dropped four and a half kilos um, since its last win. So, um, yeah, for, for me, it's a no-brainer at the prices. Um, rock and Roller each way. And Crip Ginger Flyer, BJ, call again. Call again. Race three is the Crown Perth Handicap graduation over 1,800 metres. And uh, the market leader is, well, it's no real surprise because it often goes up favourite. This horse is Accelerate from the Darren McAuliffe Yard coming off a 52-day break and a couple of scratchings in between then as well with some feet issues. I found this a really, really challenging, challenging race to assess, probably the hardest for me on the day. Um, I don't know if there's any, any one of eight can maybe win this without surprising. Cripper, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this was the last race I did, so about 10.30 last night. In order, and, uh, of, in order of interest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, it nearly went in the two-yard basket. Yeah. It was a process of elimination. Like you said, Accelerate's been scratched with a hoof abscess, has never won below 2,000 metres before. So as a favourite, you have to take on that horse. I'm actually surprised Roman flirts six bucks not that I want to be on whatsoever, but from a starting price profile point of view, thought Amy Pike on, 
I thought uh, she'd be shorter, but she was also pulled up lame last start, so you have to take her on. You reckon, are we forgiven two in a row to some degree? I know the previous start, it was a hot rail day, but I'm sort of like, oh, are we forgiving just one bad run, or are we sort of half forgiving two? Because that previous run, you go back and you go, eh, it's something so-so still. Oh, I'm definitely not forgiving, but. Yeah. Um, so it's a double, the double forgive. Oh, geez, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's fraud. Off a setback. Well, it wouldn't have surprised me if Roman Flirt was 3.20 in early markets, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, what else have we got? Secret Pearl, Barry 11 with the apprentice on, I'll probably take that horse on. So yeah, don't really know where I'm going with this, but a couple of, I'm gonna use the word safe, but if you, I'm not gonna be planning this race, but if you wanted to have a safe investment, I'd be looking at horses like Alimentaria, and maybe even Shoes of Ekra is in good form and drawn Just didn't stay drawn low. Shoes of Ekra. So yeah, I'll, uh, that was about two minutes of waffle, so Terry, continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two hours from me, mate, so you're it doing feel, well. It feels like a race that Terry needs to be throwing oh, on the bus. Dearie, mate. No, it's funny, Crip says that. I priced Roman Flirt five bucks, and I said, um, at its best, it's sort of like $2.20 pot. But mm. um, yeah, Brad went up six bucks this morning, and I was like, oh, I'm going to back this. So I took the $6 with Brad just to square up on the race for me. Like, I'm not going to tip Roman Flirt, but I'm like, well, yeah, it just felt like that was the wrong. Even though I only had a five, I usually wouldn't back them unless they're a bit more over my price. Um, but anyway, I'm not tipping Roman Flirt. Alimentaria uh, tends to run its best races third and fourth up in its um, in its preps. I thought first and second are just honest. It's a nice, honest racehorse, isn't it? Goes as Crip said, goes forward, tries um, runs its race, tries hard. Exactly right. Either jumps on the back of Accelerate or lands in the breeze again here. And gee whiz, if we chuck this market in order, um, you've got Accelerate on top. Bang on what Crip said. Got to take on a horse that's been scratched ten times. Uh, Alden gets back. Uh, Joey has a party. Can ride broomsticks at the moment. Yeah, How, and horses are going for him. Yeah, he had two yesterday. What good thing? One beat. thing could Alden go forward. Yep. in this race. Stewart's report. He yeah. actually wanted to be more forward last start. So there's a big chance Alden ends up breeze, which actually, I think's detrimental. Actually, it's better with cover. Let the winner in the other day. You know. Like Atlantis Beach come from behind Alden. It's oh, like yeah. But in Joey's defence, they were flying yeah. and he's thinking, well, I can have to ride its ears off. Mitchell, Mitchell Payton was on Alden. Oh, okay, yeah. Mitchell, yeah. yeah. He's going to have to ride its ears off to hold its spot. Sometimes I think you're better off letting a horse in and just taking the cover and, and not putting out of its comfort zone. So <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he, he said that he wanted to be more, more forward. forward yeah, yeah. He, he, but because they went so wild. Yeah, they, 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 that was the call again call race. Call again race, yeah. 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 Um, so then you see you got Roman Flirt, who's obviously coming off setbacks, uh, who probably would be your clear favourite if you had trust in how it was going. And then Alimentaria, Pam Bella's going to have to come from last. Secret yeah. Pearl's going to have to circle and probably mid-race move, 1800. Um, yeah, Shoes of Ekra, Chocks Land Dance. It's, it's, it's thin. So Alimentaria jumps, lands in your first three, usually runs a peak, third, fourth up. Clint Johnson Porter's riding as well as anyone. Um, yeah, I'm 440, so at seven, eight bucks, eight bucks, 750 average price around the chops. That's, yeah, that's one of my favorite bets of the day, actually. Got a real good feeling about Alimentaria. Mm. Sometimes you got to go with your gut. Okay. I had, uh, I was clutching at straws for this particular race. I got a secret pearl on top. Does its best racing at Ascot. Had no luck during the during the winter in some staying races where it was, uh, I just can't seem to draw a gate, this horse, and it's, it's Last five starts, 9, 15, 7, 10, 10, and it's got 11 on Saturday. So it's a lot of it's spent a lot of time racing wide throughout, even in the Boulder Cup. Last start with Jason Brown on board, just got left three wide, no cover. And um, to be beaten only four and a half lengths, I think there was a bit of merit in that, considering how far this horse was out of the handicap. Tough mare, uh, sticks on well. I think Kesh 
the claim of Kesha Durant, Durant will come in handy and he can almost half, like Terry said, get going on her early, put her in the race and make it into a, a test. Probably on to walk here, don't you? Yeah. A mid-race move type. Yeah, so mm-hmm. make, it a, make it a test. Uh, f- for mine, I just thought that she she made she made sense in in a challenging race, and I mean to be honest, my first thought when I glance at the you know how sometimes you just glance at the field, and my first my eyes were drawn to Dancing Jack, <laughs> one win in uh, twenty nine starts, franked by Regal City though. The other day. <laughs> However, it's last three its recent Calgary runs has been huge. So that tells you a story though when you're considering Dancing exactly, Jack. Exactly, that, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. So. Um, it was it was just a funny old old race on a on a day where there's heaps of quality and heaps of uh, heaps of um, depth in their races. They've got this funny sort of eighteen hundred meter graduation that anything can win. So for mine, I'm going to go for a bit of the tough horse. Loves Ascot uh, has a good very good record um, at this venue and on dry tracks as well. Secret Pearl each way. Elementaria, pretty um, yeah, pretty keen. Deserves favoritism for mine. All right, race four, the Drum and Golf Handicap. How's Sing- your golf going, Crip? You're playing a lot these days, aren't you? You played with Nathan Mazega the other day, same message. Yeah, so played golf with Crip. Yeah, I was like, thanks for telling me, mate. That's he's lucky you messaged me that. He hits him a lot better than me. Yeah, he's, uh, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, he's shooting in the high 70s, so. Yeah, is he now? Yep. Gee whiz. That's a good improvement. What are you? What's your handicap? Uh, I'm off a 16 at the moment, so. That's- get- so yeah, long way to go, but. That's still good. I was up, when I first signed up, I started on a 24 Where are you or so playing? at Royal Perth, yeah. so. Oh, maybe that's one. Rubbing, rubbing shoulders, I was going to say. Yeah, rubbing shoulders, gee whiz. At Royal Perth, actually, <laughs> Terry. Uh, what's the strength of your game? Get a big bomb down the middle? Nah. Get the pipes out? Nah, not at all. I like a more consistent, I reckon. Um, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, just trying to knock them down there. Yeah. You know my punting, you know? Yeah. Just <laughs> I, I never, not like you, Terry. I could imagine you'd drive at 300, but you'd also put it on to... <laughs> Put on to lavish here every now and again. So, uh, have an airy 300 centimetres like a driver. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Uh, anyway, the drum and golf handicap over the mile. Um, Mr. Delegator, money for it early. Um, geez, what are we talking now, guys? Into 330. Uh, okay, I've really got the oh, sorry. hundreds singing up here. But um, look, Mr. Delegator was the one I'd uh, marked on top. That win last start was so impressive visually, I thought. No, you're right. Sorry, Terry. 290 in some places now. Mr. Yeah. Delegator. So the money's, um, the money's come for Mr. D. And um, I guess the interesting part with this stable will be they took a sit last start and the horse was very happy with that. The horse was happy with the senior going on. Um, in a race lacking speed, will they take up the initiative and lead or do they allow a horse like Rebel Knight who misses the kick and musters to come forward and, and lead them up? Because it looks, a, it looks a nice race just to show some intent and go to the top, doesn't it, Crip? Could get messy. I reckon if Mr. Delegator doesn't want to lead because mm. it doesn't look to be really any speed outside of him whatsoever. Another race. I can see why Mr. Delegator Mr. Delegator is favourite getting back at Ascot, but I actually priced Pike favourite on a reliable star. You're top of horse, isn't it? <laughs> so we'll probably be back near last. And which this just shows for me, I don't price a horse just because of their racing pattern out the gate. So it's a race straight away where it's a no bet race for me. I'd never in a million years consider backing reliable star, but I have to respect her. So yeah, this race. Is definitely one I'll be what watching. Price did you mark reliable star? Had reliable star four forty. Yep. So she's currently 
five bucks. She'd be hoping for a mess, wouldn't she? Reliable star. Like, yeah. If, yeah. Like, my map was Rebel Knight circles and goes to the top and Mr. Delegator parks on them. Um, and pops off. Sorry. And pops off it. And I just don't see enough speed in it for the horses out the back to play a part. Like, I, I really think it'll be a Rebel Knight, Mr. Delegator, one, two sort of sort of finish. But again, if, if Rebel Knight doesn't show that intent to get there and the Mr. Delegator doesn't want to lead as well and then a juicing carrots ends up in front and next yeah, year- Yeah, Red Publisher comes around them or something well, like that. Well, yeah. I reckon you know, Red Publisher doing I reckon I reckon he's this is my thought for I reckon he's dropping points for next campaign I reckon he'll give it three or four more drop six points or so and then bring it back next campaign he's a wily character I want to ask you about it's a horse who's bang on my price at the moment $11 and that's Miss Marietta mm, I've got written one run away but it wouldn't surprise me to see her win um, yeah I thought she was okay last start I thought Rebel Knight punching the breeze was a better run uh, on a day when not many horses that punched the breeze um, sort of were still in the finish I did walk the but- chaos. did walk yep did walk but it was headed and sort of came again which is always a nice thing but um, headed by I- me, one um, more maybe with Miss Marietta one more but yeah um, yeah one more but not with a huge amount of confidence Todd Harvey post race after Mr Delegator won last start said commented that you know they they were pretty keen not to lead the other day however the setup was completely different there was a lot more speed in the race Sean McGrady was I don't think he's fixed on that I don't well I I, I would suggest my personal point of view is oh, I would suggest this horse's be- best chance of winning this race is to lead and control. Like he, he can lead and win. Yeah. Uh, if he if he's it's if he's sort of what's he drawn to, if he gets sort of crossed and like Cooper said, it could get sticky for Mr. Delegator if he mm-hmm. gets crossed and especially if they don't go hard because whoever leads is gonna be there by default, yeah. So they're they're just gonna run their own race out in front. There's not gonna be a lot of pressure. So how does that how does that allow Mr. Delegator to unleash his strengths from that position? So unless he can, as you said, unless something rushes across and he's able to to pop pop off and be outside leader, but it's like, well, why wouldn't you just rather lead rather might, than sit outside leader? So in my head, when I hear the name Mr. Delegator, and it might be because of the colours that he wears with those, you know, the high cruising machino stock, but I just think he's a horse who wants to try and break their hearts yeah. when he's doing his yeah. best work. You've got to remember this horse at his first go at the trip, at a staying trip back in, it was in uh, August 2020. And remember when he just had to do that much work to find the breeze and just kept kicking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's a horse I really don't like. I know he won with authority last start after taking his sit. But, but that um, was sort of genuine, wasn't it? He was able to sort of work into the race um, without a horse yeah, outside. Yeah, he had three leaders at, that And then, then, when, Harry he, Thomas then and, when he went, he just went, sure, yeah. you know, and yeah. it was like he left Bad Wolf and something, like he held them and they've got strong finishes exactly. on them, and even so. When he won second up, it was a race when, well, although he didn't lead, it was the day, what was the- Run, run to the fair run. run. to fair run, who was setting a cracking tempo and it just suited him down to the ground. So mm-hmm. I, I I'd think, be leading him if I was- uh, Yeah, if you take it on wildly, then yeah, fair enough. But yeah. just don't sort of, don't let it break its stride. Just stay at that. You, and you yeah. don't want to be going three lengths or four lengths or five lengths below a bench to the turn and um, try and turn your sprint from there. You said breaking their hearts is definitely Mr. Delegator's strength. So. Yeah, and, and also you got to back the senior jockey and Sean McGrady to, to get it right out in front. I mean, the... I think if, you, if you're using the sample size for uh, the previous three starts when it led with an apprentice on, it, and it's completely inexperienced apprentice, it's completely different when you've got an informed senior rider on, I think. So exactly. I think they should take, try to take the race because if they, if they allow it to be a sort of a muddlingly run race with uh, then sort of 
they bunch. That just sets it up for the big the big closes, yeah. and, and Mr. Delegate is going to get swamped if yeah. that's the case. So um, if uh, with a just just write him um, positively, and I think Mr. Delegate is going to be able to get the get the right map, get the be able to write, uh, be able to run the right splits out in front, mm-hmm. and uh, should be able to hold him off late. Yeah, I'm keen, Mr. Delegate. I'm going to save Rebel Knight. I think the race should be run and won from the front. They should be able to sort it out and control it between themselves at the correct manner. Yep. I don't think the back markers can play a part from them. So, so you're taking the three bucks, Mr. No, Delegate? No, I've marked at three bucks. We've got to wait now, don't we? Yeah. Um, I didn't even take Brad's 380 this morning. That was touch and go for me, um, whether I thought that was the right price. But um, what, what have you marked, Mr. D? Five, uh, sorry, wrong race. Uh, 5.30. 5.30, something. Mm-hmm. I think I think we can definitely wait at 3.10. That's that's an easy – sometimes it's nice to be at a price that's too short. You'd be like, well, I'm just going to wait, and if I don't get the price, I don't get the price. Yeah. I don't bet. But um, I'll be betting at something near 4 bucks, Mr. Delegator, and, yeah, hopefully saving Rebel Knight just to get one on your go. I think the big danger for mine is my last point in this particular race is a stable mate, Avalon Bay. First up, win was – Super with Sean McGrady on board and then got we had to go back from gate 12 last start, was sort of had to take its medicine and then it rattled home. I think it was the second fastest splits of the day, late splits of the day. This Toddy Harvey's got this horse in really good nick. Pontiff goes on board. It's been missed by the market. Lands mid field. I reckon Avalon Bay is in this up to its eyeballs. Yeah, I'm $9 Avalon Bay. So the 15 16 that's a surprising type of price. The Brave Angel trial didn't really get me. Um yeah, that's a surprising type of price for uh, for Avalon Bay as well, but uh, can't back them all. Exactly. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back with Jay Rooney versus Mark Olmus in this week's edition of the Mundaring Hotel Delve Racing Mastermind. Alrighty, it's time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. Thanks, Cooper. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, if you're up in uh, those neck of the woods, drop in, see the publican Ian Butchie, kind of one of the legends of the game is Butchie. Say good day, let him know that you listen to the 1-1 WA Racing Podcast and he'll look after you, absolutely. Now, last week, Terry, while you were in Kalgoorlie, met mm. Michael Heaton on the show. He returned for a second crack at Mastermind Glory. However, he couldn't quite get over the hump. He went down 3-2. So that was a that was a uh, grueling contest between Jay and Michael Heaton. Jay coming out on top. Again. Yeah, and post-Mastermind 2.0, Riley.Morgan, our, one of our co-hosts mm-hmm. last week, he threw down the challenge, the gauntlet, to Sky Racing megastar Mark Olmus. Superstar. Superstar. <laughs> And uh, Mark has taken up the challenge. Both. Welcome Both, back. I reckon. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome back to the one one, Mark. Thanks, boys. Yeah, good to be back and very much looking forward to teaming up, or not teaming up, going up against my old buddy in, in Jay Rooney. So, uh, yeah, no, thanks for, thanks, for, thanks for Riley for throwing down the challenge. Mate, what's the uh, what are the confidence levels like coming up against the uh, the Rune Dog, the unstoppable Rune Dog? It's like, um, yeah, I got no actual good comparisons. Just answer the question. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually really nervous, but I'm pretty confident I've got him covered. It's a, it's um, it's one thing that I've noticed. Uh, we all love our sport, but I haven't played competitive sport for a little while, and it teaches you how to deal with nerves. And I haven't been able to deal with nerves 
uh, all all 24 hours leading up to this, Rooney. So that's your only advantage over me, I reckon. <laughs> Jay's got the got the runs on the board with experience. Mm. Before we roll into, you can fluke a season. You can fluke a season. I've done it. I've done it before, and that's what that's what Rooney's going through right now. <laughs> Love it. Before before it's a we little Leicester City 2000 and Mozart 18, 19. Yeah, time. yeah. Before we uh, move move forward, Mark, one of the one of the great names in WRA racing is Thomas Magnum mm. from the, as Terry likes to say, the Jan Jimmies. Now, is uh, w- can you let the listeners in on where uh, where Thomas Magnum is at, Mark? Obviously, a uh, part owner in that uh, now three-year-old. Yeah. yeah, he's a beauty. He's a, he's, we got him at the right time. He's a purring canto, and he, we got to race him as a two-year-old, which was great, a late two-year-old in, in that small field, and he was caught deep, and he arguably should have won that day, but um, yeah, look, but, I love Mitch, but there was a little bit of pilot error there. But he's grown a heck of a lot, and uh, he's being aimed up at some of the feature races. As you know, guys, I'll just be happy to, to win a maiden, but he's grown nicely, he's progressed well, and I think he's due for a trial in probably two or three Mondays. So what's, very exciting. What's, what's the aim? What's the aim? Uh, I, you're making me more nervous now, actually, when I think about a WA Guineas or something like that, but... Um, you know, it's going to be very hard to beat Bob, obviously. Mm. So, like I said, I'll just be happy if we can pick off a maiden. Um, and, and who knows, he might he might become more of a, a placid arc horse rather than a, um, a WA Guineas horse. So, we'll just play it by ear, but hoping to just knock off a maiden as, as you do heading towards the, the big carnival time. And uh, we know maidens at this time of the year aren't easy to win either. So, yeah, just just excited that um, that we, we've got a, a pretty handy horse on our hands and we know the game Jimmy's have had success with these current cantos in the past. Very good. He's playing, playing that to... down, isn't he? I yeah. thought we were talking to Bob Peters and not Mark Olmos. <laughs> <laughs> I've, 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 got, I've got watering eyes trying to hold it in. I'm a bit nervous. You know? It's a bit like Shackleton. You guys know it all too well. Anything that can go wrong in racing, Murphy's Law, will go wrong. So just hoping he, he holds together. Now, Mark, just let you know there's no there's no greyhound racing questions in this Mastermind 2.0. So I know. Oh, well, I thought I thought I thought you guys might throw one in there for me and give me the Rooney. We'll probably actually have the answer to ahead of me anyway. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Good man. All right, and now our four time Terry. He's a four time carrier of a champion. This fellow, Jay Rooney. He's out to create history on the one one, a fifth straight victory. Here we go, Jay. Are you ready? Yeah, mate, I'm ready to uh, make um, like his uh, words. He's declaring himself. So, oh, um, yeah. A lot. What's the market He's saying? been sort of, what's the market saying? Yeah. Uh, it's got Rooney favourite. When you've won four in the bounce, you've got to respect that. He's up in weight, though. He's, he's obviously got the four points times four, so he's mm-hmm. got 16 points. Almost gets in on the minimum, but... Um, Home ground advantage, too. Rooney will get to the front, but I reckon he might chase him late. Okay. All right. That talks a bad look on you, Rooney. That talks <laughs> a bad look on you. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't pull it off, can I? <laughs> All right, fellas. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. All right. Oh, challenger, are you ready? Ready. I can't do it as well as Pete, can I? Mastermind, are you ready? Yep, let's go. <laughs> three, two, one. I'll get the first question. Tell you do. Okay, who am I? As you know, we start with a who am I? Um, and uh, you only get the one go. Who am I? 
I was ridden by William Pike in all bar two of my 13 career starts. I beat Bevel on debut at $1.75 at Northern in 2015 before going to a mid-week three-year-old zero metro win race knocking off scales of justice in what would eventually be a group one mark. Perfect reflection. Oh, Mark Oldman. Bang. 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 I had Rooney pending for that first one too. I thought that had a Rooney written all over it. Uh, <laughs> Belgraver, champion fillies and Kingston Town success followed before I finally tasted defeat in an ill-fated Melbourne campaign. I never quite hit the same heights, though most will never forget the day I chased down the flying Frenchman on Fathoms of Gold in the 2016 Ted Van Heaps. That was the rest of it. Best race I've ever seen anywhere. Like. <laughs> au revoir. How's that for a midweek oh, three-year-old? Yeah, the say. Frenchman said au revoir. Yeah. <laughs> How's that though? Scales of justice, perfect um, reflection great, in a little 20k I race midweek. Great shot also. I'm pretty sure great shot in that vintage also, guy. Yeah, I think, um, I think even Vega Magic if, and if scales, scales of justice. Of justice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so that's Mark 1, mm. Jay, yet to score. Has he been behind before, Jay? I don't know. Uncharted territory. Question two, fellas. <laughs> Ryan Hill saluted in the inaugural three-year-old classic in Jay. two- Oh, no, Jay. Oh. You've gone too early, I reckon, Ian. <laughs> Jay. Oh. Well, I know the horse names. I am Budika. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be more to it. Oh, there's a little bit more. Sorry, Jay. It was, uh, yeah, that, that, that is not the answer. So, Ryan Hill saluted in the inaugural 3 Classic in 2016 about Iron Boudica for trainer Vern Brockman. At what track was that race held? Mark, Bunbury. Oh, oh, wow. Hang on. Just give us two seconds. Someone's got to go pick up Rooney's wheels. They've <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fallen off here. <laughs> All righty. Question three, Mark two, J0. Who rode Amarillo Rose to win the 2018 initial plate? Mark. No. Go on, Mark. Uh, it was Chris Parnham. Incorrect. Jay for the steal. Brady Kirby. Oh, oh! How do you get that? He's got it. How on earth do you get that? He's got it. That's worth 10 points, I reckon. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. That was a good yeah, game. I'll take 10 points. <laughs> that was a uh, that was a good get by the Rune Dog. Deary, mate, puts in a couple of bad strides and then he finds it. Okay, two oh, one. All right, this will test him. We'll give this. We'll, we'll change things up here. Name the horse that started the two dollar thirty favourite in the twenty eighteen three year old classic ahead of Valarode, Lady Cosmology, Agent Pippa, and Chicks Pick. Mark. Mark. Akana Star. Incorrect. Jay for the steal. Oh. Three, two. No, I've got nothing there, mate. The was called Black Sabbath. Oh, that's oh. a toughie. That was a tough one. A I was just, that was a testing one. See, mm. see where see where the lads are at. Here, here we go. Reckon did me go on Black Sabbath a few next, times today. Next question. Name the Adam Durant and William Pike. Sorry, name the horse Adam Durant and William Pike teamed up with to win the 2017 initial plate. Yeah. Jay. Oh. It's the breeze. Oh, he's done it. Oh, this two, is impressive. Oh. Two, two. No, it, deser- it was deserved of that. Two, two. <laughs> That's two of the hardest questions Jay's just gone bang, bang yeah, with. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. two, this is what we wanted. First of all, let's just we get over a little halftime interview. How are, how are we both feeling? How are you, Mark? <laughs> two, two. You were two nil up. Yeah, 
Eyes are still watery. <laughs> Jay, Jay, you're absolutely flooding home. You're feeling good? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still feeling I screwed up the bloody bun request. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, 2-2. Two, two. Here we go. <laughs> Name the jockey who won back-to-back three-year-old classics aboard Ocean Jewel and Chick's Pick in 20- twenty. Oh, Jay. Joseph has a party. Oh, oh man. Man. Congratulations. Oh, no. 2-0 down to win your fifth row. That's something. Out of nowhere. Off the canvas. me. Um, yeah. No, well, well done. That's that's dummy. I thought Olmos is home. Well, what's <laughs> up with Mark? He's still, hang on. Has he, has he got yeah. a bad line? <laughs> Uh, I thought I found it as a gold boy. <laughs> <laughs> and Olmus says, au revoir. <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, no, very well played, Roondog. Very well played. That was... Uh, Brody Kirby, uh, though. All, all of you can get bloody stuff. <laughs> that's what I want. We want some toys. Yeah, we want some toys out the frame. That's, hey, yeah, hey that's Mark, for what it's worth, when you, uh, when you do arrive back in Western Australia uh, some stage very soon, hopefully... Uh, Terry and I will take you up to the to the Mundaring. Oh yeah, uh, on the house, mate. Yeah. Um, feed. Boys, let's let's get let's get everyone together, all the WA racing, punting community together, and go and have a night out. It'll no, I'm, I'm all, we're all gonna, we've got uh, we've got the the Christmas party on. Is you're on the list? Don't you worry. Uh, we've got the, in, in January. Oh, yeah, in yeah. January, there'll be plenty of notice given. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what, do you, what would you say, Crib? It's the annual event. You boys of, have uh, plenty of pool. You boys have plenty of pool. Just. Slip McGowan, maybe a few tips or maybe even a bit of cash or something and tell him to open up for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, uh, mate, well played, mate. I thought, thought you had it there. Thought you had it there, but this guy. To be honest, I never did the whole way through, oh, no, but uh, I'm go. surprised I got two love up. So um, I'm happy with that. Well done, Rooney. Thank you, mate. Now, speaking of the uh, Perth Racing Guru end of year party, this. Jay Rooney's just won himself. Well, Jay, Jay, was, Jay was probably already on the list as well. So it's uh, it's uh, he's but he's got himself he's a plus confirmed. one, plus one, yeah. plus his plus one as well, plus uh, plus the honour of being the ultimate mastermind. Impressive, five timer. Yeah, yeah, five times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, we, I think I think I think this calls for a speech, Rooney. What have, what have you got? Oh, Jay's you're handing in the microphone. Oh, uh, yeah, I just like to thank my mum and my dad. Who was the toughest competitor you had? Oh, well, I had to be almost then. Oh. He, had me on, he had me done, didn't he? He did have yeah, me, he had me on toast until he started paddling. Just thought I'd make it exciting as well, so, mm. you know, run him down. Yeah, that was good. That Thanks, was good Jay. stuff. Now, Jay, congratulations, mate. Five-timer, uh, history-making performance. Mark, thanks again for coming back on the one-on-one. Can't wait to see you back in the West very soon. But too too good, Jay Rooney, mate. Congratulations. And uh, we're going to have to look for two new contestants next week. No more Rooney because that's five and you five and done. Five and done. But five I reckon if done. someone gets a five and done again, then we bring him back for an ultimate mastermind. Yeah. So at the moment, Jay leads the way. With the, he's our only the only person to win five straight. Fraser Hay got very close. Four. He was a four four timer, but yep. Jay's the first with five. And uh, yeah, once again, fellas, that was uh, that was fantastic. Jay, another one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is in the mail. Very good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, lads. Thanks. Thanks a lot, boys, and uh, yeah, keep spreading the gospel of WA race and doing a great job. Thanks, Mark. Good man, Mark.
How about that, eh? History. Yeah. History. History, yeah, history. History, on, history on the line. It's, uh, yeah, he looked uh, he looked dead and buried there, Roney. I thought he'd fold with the pressure as well, I'll be honest with you. Just did not think he'd handle that one bit. And he's, uh, yeah. Well, when, he, when he jumped the gun on question two, mm. the, the iron. I thought somebody would do that. I thought the nerves might have got the better of In him. all fairness, so you deserve it if you like. I, I reckon I got most of those right, but I was nowhere near Kirby or what was the other one? Um Black Sabbath. Uh, Black, Black Sabbath. Yeah. Deary me. Yeah, no, nah, I wasn't within Kuwait of those two. So if you get those two right, that's just game over. You won't be uh, seeing me put my hand Cut up the anytime soon. I'm so far off. <laughs> it's not funny. Have any of your circle of friends who, do anyone that you know that we can get on the show that would fancy themselves as a potential WA Racing Mastermind group on? I'd like a Pat Keefe or something. Dane yeah, Hollingworth. I'd nominate Dane, yeah. Yeah, you reckon Holling? Don't know if he'd be any good, but I'd like yeah, to see him so embarrass himself. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get Dane on the podcast at some stage. Um, he knows he's yeah, he's, he's sharp. He's very yeah. sharp, I reckon, Dane. So Dane Hollingworth, Pat Keefe, a couple of names there that we can because we, we need some more contestants because uh, yeah. we need two fresh ones. Yeah. Fresh mate, yeah. next Thursday. Now that'd be good fun, actually. Pat yeah. Keefe's uh, older racing knowledge is really good. He's followed it since he was a kid, so yeah. we don't want to speak to Pat every week. So we just um, we'll make sure we do really new stuff. <laughs> 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 All right, Mastermind Two Point keeps rolling, and uh, yeah, once again, congratulations, Jay Rooney, five times history. And uh, all brought to you by the good folk up at the Mundaring Hotel. And we're back with the race five of the day, the Crown Sports Bar Handicap 1400 metres. Absolute mouth-watering clash this. Kiss on all four cheeks versus Captain Chaos. Crisp, Crisp versus is a third. Oh, there's a third and a fourth. Yeah, Tell me, why not? Who's a third and a fourth? Well, the next two in the market. <laughs> Caragini Aurora. And, and um, you got to remember, Caragini Aurora is a horse that was bloody pushing KC at its prime, and KC was at its prime as well. She looks bad um, too. Yeah, Caragini is bad. Yeah, it looks like it and Pike are getting along very well. And uh, excellent dream. Mm, yeah, so there's four. I think so. Yeah. Aye, 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 aye. Oh, and we got a fifth. I'm not. No, if you come, if you say the word Luke Skywalker, <laughs> do not discount Luke Skywalker. Oh no, we'll get to it. But how good first up, last campaign. Oh, yeah. Every start, last campaign, just I love. How is there more? Chaos. Is there more unlucky horse for barriers than Luke Skywalker? No. no, it's so. Someone put a, a tweet up. I think it was Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Atkinson. Yeah. It was Tommy Atkinson. Yeah, yeah. that's I, bang on. I think it half loves it. I reckon if it draws low and gets the gun How do we know? It's never had a gun run. We just don't know. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, we, anyway probably, we, we probably should touch on the two horses you said rather than talk about Luke's mm-hmm. gold first up. Well, the Chris Barnum had uh, must have been tearing his hair out when he saw that two of the best horses he's riding at the moment in Captain Chaos and Kissing of All Chicks were versing each other at the opening day of Ascot. And uh, he's gone with Captain Chaos for Michael Grantham. What are your thoughts on, first of all, Chris's decision? And um, who are you leaning towards? This oh, one? I think he's I think he's gone the wrong way. Well, I definitely feel he's he's gone the wrong way. Um, looking at uh, looking at my market, but um, I think he's good friends with Michael Grantham as well. So there might be a little bit more to it. He might back himself to get back on Kiss on all four cheeks as well after this run. I know Michael. We had him on the Bet Fairage a couple of weeks ago, and Chris has said to him, "Have a throw at the railway this year." So if he's saying having a throw mm. at the railway, he's going to stick with that horse, isn't he? Uh, in saying that, I presume that Danny Morton hasn't completely written off a tilt at the railway with Kiss on all four cheeks. If, if she really progresses, who knows? Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, I'm very much in the Kiss on all four cheeks corner. The big thing for me uh, was that the barriers I think are a little bit less relevant because Captain Chaos, especially this campaign, has been falling out the gates a bit and probably ends up back next to Kiss on all four cheeks anyway. Um, and also, even the price sort of sort of 
allowed for the barrel didn't allow for the barriers and we saw the price kiss and all four cheeks and captain chaos started too short but yeah and also markets, I, thought, I thought the, the jockey thing might have uh, yep. might have been factored into the early odds as well the market's not really where i hoped it would be i, th- I thought i'd see high threes kiss early i really really did think i'd be able to bet uh kiss and all four cheeks at high three dollars early and um that hasn't eventuated crip Yep, I'm 100% in the kiss on all four cheeks camp and so naturally believe that if I was managing Chris Parnham, I would be telling him that he's made the wrong decision. But Is like, that a little dig at Embry? Is that a little, <laughs> no, just had a little tickler no, I was just going to say, like you said, dude, being a jockey manager, there is a lot of factors outside yeah. being on the best horse on that particular day. So not sure what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, would be... Probably be super keen on kissing all four cheeks if she drew a gate. I'm not going to dive into the 250 from that barrier. So, what's your price? I had kissing all four cheeks three bucks. Captain Chaos five fifty. Caragini Aurora six fifty. Ed, excellent dream. Excellent dream ten bucks. So about right, but yeah. <laughs> Mate, near identical. To I don't know if I want to be on, but yeah, I had Luke's gold. Fourteen dollars and what is it? Twenty wow, double the price. So probably, it's with, all the, with all the money horses in this race, you probably get a. Um, you probably even see more late. Forties late or something. Yeah, yeah. How, but go back and watch its first start run. Last prep run running second to Dom to shoot. Bigger run than Dom to shoot. <laughs> Next yeah. gold's almost the three white horse that kiss it off. Four cheeks is going to tag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Yeah, if, if Luke Skull's going to run a race, he's going to suck kissing off four cheeks right into contention with uh, CJP. Yeah. Have you got Caragini Aurora in the breeze or Excellent Dream working hard to get to the breeze? Because Pikey has noted with Caragini Aurora, who, who, if it's, not, if it's got, not a strong- Who got leading? Harry Thomas. Presume they'll kick up from two and try to lead. Um, yeah, they'll kick up with Harry Thomas and lead. And then Excellent Dream will roll th- The Apprentice has gone on to roll forward, you'd think. Yeah, so it yeah. goes on to roll forward. And Caragin, you're already a headstrong horse. But if Pike can get to settle 1-1, one, one, it should have a head start on the other two. And it's it's going super. So it'll be the one they have to catch. And it's Excellent Dream's only got 1,400. It was um, huge. Are you, yeah. Sorry, are so, you leading in, are you in the Excellent My market and your market care? are nearly identical. Um, I'm 280, kissing all four cheeks, mid fours, cap and chaos. About six bucks, Caragin, you and about 10, Excellent Dream. So yeah, I want to be on kissing all four cheeks. But I don't know if I'm ever going to see me price. That's the, that's the problem. But who knows? There might be the captain money. Yeah. The captain money. Captain Chaos. I've priced him like I couldn't have got him any shorter than five fifty. I could have easy marked Captain Chaos longer. I've given yep. him a two Can length you- per, like personal best to elevate two lengths. So, mm-hmm. so you use the the ratings from from GTX. Can you yep. tell let the listeners in on what they're telling you when you when you're lining up Kiss on Awful Cheeks and Captain right, Cast so from a pure data point of view. Each point is half a length, so two points is a length. Uh, Kissing All Four Cheeks has a career best rating of 98, which was actually last start too, so you got to add on <laughs> How stiff do we feel? Honestly, oh, how stiff do we all feel? But as <laughs> what I look for as well is horses being able to do that uh, consistently or multiple times, and Kissing All Four Cheeks has got uh, two or three ratings around that mark. Captain Chaos's career best rating to this day is 92.7, so that's – over two and a half lengths inferior to kissing all four cheeks. And that's at the weights have been taken into account yeah. for these yeah. ratings. So, yeah. oh, they're on same weights anyway, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> yeah, it's um the way I do my form. I would, could never in a million years back Captain Chaos over kissing all four cheeks. And then Caragini Aurora wasn't, um, was a length or two off kissing all four cheeks. Caragini so sort of Aurora's the middle. No. ran 296 as its last two. Yep. 
And also, as you touched on back in the the winter of 2020, when it was probably should have beaten KC, it ran a 97 that day when it was unlucky. So mm-hmm. its its uh, ceiling is more than good enough to run well in a race like this. Great race. So in in all in what you're saying is back looks gold. <laughs> in summation, <laughs> the day that Dig Deep won in December last year, Luke's Gold ran a ninety-five point nine when Deep the trip and the rider lost the whip. So ran third, didn't it? Uh, yep. Yeah. So he's got a his best with if he got it's not going to happen, but if he got the right sort of run, he could easily run up to that uh, mid to high nineties. Mm-hmm. He's like a an old bottle of red as well. He's just getting better <laughs> with age, isn't he? Oh, unreal, unreal. Uh, kiss it off all cheeks for mine. I, I'm like Terry. I, I I'm surprised at the 245, 250, 255 that's floating around at the moment. I wrong, we a, we, wrongly assume Captain Chaos would be would either either be equal faves or Captain Chaos would have the edge in the market. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm really confident. Kiss it off all cheeks from a class point of view that she can sit off and get dragged into the race and go bang. That I think they ran 111 in that 1200 meter race. That all day session pipped kiss it off all cheeks. Kiss on all four cheeks had to do it. Uh, first up, no trial, 59 kilos, uh, mid-race squeeze on, and um, I think it was like two and a half lengths back to third as well. But if she comes forward off that, up to 1,400, uh, I think she, I think she's she's black tight for sure, like this prep. So I think I'm pretty confident. Kiss the most cheeks. important uh, impressive thing about Kiss on all four cheeks first up run was the way she gapped all day session at the top of the straight. Yeah. And it was only conditioned condition that yeah. held at uh was the reason that she was and it run down. And it inspired William Pike as well. Wasn't he one of six six winners on the day for the wizard? Unreal. Yeah. I um I think yeah. we're, we're I, still really <laughs> I'm, not, DNA, I'm not actually as worried about Captain Chaos. Like if I get my kiss on all four cheeks price, which yep. I'll ask you guys in a second what the bet price is, but I, I'm genuinely not as well. I think they're going to be sprinting from the same spot. There's only one outcome for me. Mm. Um, I'm more worried about um, Cara Jenny Aurora stealing a march on kissing all four cheeks and, and, and sort of bang off and going. So it's a 78 rider and a 78 plus, so it's well placed by summer and um, – yeah, I think excellent dream will be found late. They'll get, they'll swallow it up. But um, two sixty, yeah. I was kissing off four checks. I was two eighty. Um, oh, look, sitting here with you blokes and both sipping three bucks, and I'm probably in. I reckon. Mm. What about you? You don't need much. Uh, three dollars flat. Would you bet three or five? Nah, I'll probably more need three forty, three yep. fifty to play. Uh, and even then, I'm probably not going to be chips in. But BJ, like you said, if kissing off four checks gets the back of Luke's gold, you know. Uh, she'll be right on top of the top of the straight. So, yeah, when I after just sort of talking through those ratings with you guys, I'm probably Luke's gold. I don't really see how he's going to run to a to a rating that's going to beat one of these, or mainly kissing all four cheeks. So. Uh, you never know though what yeah. if they try and be slightly more aggressive with Kiss and Luke's ends up on its back you know <laughs> oh, oh, gee whiz. Yeah. all I'll say is the good thing about the 250 is that's just for all of us we agree that's probably not a price we're going to dive into it's race number five if we get four massive leader bias tracks reevaluate and um, yeah decide what price you want to take yeah. then so well, you've, got, you've got time to think about it if Kiss and all four cheeks drew four then 250 would be a tough decision it's just a barrier at the moment yeah 
yeah, it's not in my DNA to be. There's got to be some reasonable support for Captain Chaos and Carrie yeah. Jenny Aurora. We're currently yeah. betting into 130, 135% markets. It's going to be 100% on Betfair on the day. I'm talking myself into this being a price. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying to talk it. It'll take 220. Yeah. <laughs> 1.85. Just, okay, uh, that's it. Just pure will. Just uh, get the uh, get the kiss on price. Uh, yeah, my, my last point on this race is the other day when, when she drew well and Chris sort of had to sort of follow the genuine speed and then they really up the ante. Who was in front? Was that Pooley was in front of that race? Really like led. really like got going from the from the eight hundred and squeezed them up. If she can come out neutral, um, get that toe into the race, like it's just gonna she's just gonna have so much it's gonna be so much more efficient for her and she's gonna be able to unleash that that uh, that weapon that she has late in the race, yeah. so that's just the way I see it. Might look like a similar setup to the day she won on Kingston Town Day, where yeah. she got a bit further back than what everyone expected, but she was just there all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. she's a proper horse. Cool. All right, race six is the Schweppes handicap over fourteen hundred meters. Big fourteen horse field. Mm, this is, I actually did this starter. race first, and I, this is probably the race I dived deepest. Into right from the ten meter platform from this race. Look out! Yeah, went right to the to the top. Who's a famous diver from Australia? <laughs> Matthew something. Yeah, because Matthew's not a common name. <laughs> um, <laughs> you narrowed it down. Yeah. <laughs> narrowed it down to twenty seven percent of the population. Um, Greg, good little Greg, race. Greg Leganus, isn't he? Oh, Greg Leganus. Yeah, that's the famous. Uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Try my age. This is going downhill quickly, isn't it? Uh, big screen. We agree it's going to lead this race. Should, yeah, get across, yeah. should get across yep. quite comfortably. I mean, yeah. There's not a heap of straight running until they get that first bend at Ascot 400 metres, but I don't really see the pressure's going to be coming from outside him, which was- I don't even think that'll be pressure. Big boom. No. Yeah. I think they'll be pretty happy to glide across, even if they go forward, because it's first up. I don't yeah. think big screen and pressure don't really go in the same sentence because- You want the pressure. He's going too fast for there to be pressure. Yeah. Just run off the feet, you reckon? Yeah, look, this is <laughs> simple. This uh, is all right, next race. <laughs> horses like this at Ascot are just yeah, well get me out of bed in the morning. I'm he is definitely not the best horse in this race, but he's gonna find the front, he's fit, he's gonna run and try and break their hearts. I'd love to see him out by two or three lengths at the top of the straight and just play catch him with you can. And on a day where I haven't had Many early bets. I've marked big screen 420. I really did expect that would see better, but the 550s, it's over my price, so it's a bet. I just assumed that everyone would just have the Cerise White Vortex sort of spinning and uh, Pure Devotion would open shortish. And yeah, then, but Brad, Brad went up six bucks. Pure devotion, yeah, which was um, which was above mine. But I, I found it difficult to mark pure devotion to know what to do. The, the, what, trial, what did, the, the trial, trial didn't. Yeah. I was a query on the trial, but it's not a nine hundred fifty meter horse. It's probably not a fourteen hundred meter horse yeah. either. It's probably an eighteen hundred meter horse. But look, I mean, first of all, what have we got? So you got big screen on top. You got big butter boom there. You got crystal Daniel circle, and might end up in no man's land if if. if Big screen, I'm sure if you're on big screen, Crip, you'll want to see them go along at a decent clip. And if you go along at the right clip, 
it should be too hard for Crystal Dane to circle them and get to the breeze or do whatever it needs to do. So what, what type of horses are we talking is going to be following him? Like who's going to be, who in this race has got the speed? And then if, if it is pure devotion, is it just going to be run off its legs chasing big screen and, and, and not have that, that sprint at the end? So. It's going to, you, you would imagine it's going to be blunted if, if big screen's well rated by Sean O'Donnell and mm-hmm. they just don't deviate from the current winning formula. Uh, just pure devotion is going to have to be some first up effort. If, um, yeah, as I said, if big screen can hit its current figures that it's been posting. So. On pure devotion, so I probably disagree with you blokes on her trial. Because I knew I was going to find big screen. Yeah. And then I didn't want to see pure devotion trial like that. I thought, oh, that actually looked like a trial to me where it could run a race first up. But with pure devotion, she hits a flat spot yeah, uh, at the 600. So if she's going to hit it over 2,400, she's got to hit it over 1,400. But in saying that, will the strong tempo then suit her if she doesn't have to mm. sprint? I guess it just depends where Pike has her in running. Yeah. Yeah. Just at, at gate forward, how. how someone holds it back a big screen? Is it a horse? I've got Bragwell being positive, Sean McGrady. Yeah, Bragwell and, will uh, be there about. Maybe Probity with a low weight goes forward as well. Yeah, Probity so, will be aggressive. Yep. Missed yep. it last start, but the price start jumped well. Downforce yep. shouldn't be any more than fifth. That's the other one I want to touch on. I'll be saving on downforce. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, a bit like me, I reckon, just been crying out to get back on Ascot. a dry deck at Ascot. Yeah. Uh, best, <laughs> best form from last prep reads really well for a race like this and – I've marked down force nine bucks, so seventeen dollars is an easy save. Yeah, I'm down force each way. Um, oh, yeah, I reckon you're right, Cripper. I think down force left Belmont um, last start, thinking I'm never again at this bloody joint. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> you can just tell he, he wasn't a happy customer. Four uh, from sixteen, Ascot ten zero from ten elsewhere. Yeah. So yeah, didn't like the wet tracks and wasn't a happy horse. Lactar goes on as well. Lactar's ridden downforce three times for two wins. Two of those were midweek though. That needs to be noted. And the yeah. other one was a third off a six week break when sort of getting deepish the trip, beating point zero one of a length. Yeah, that was point zero one. Point one of a length. Yeah, just beating a very small margin. Um, I'm worried. Big screen will break its heart. Um, Brad went up tall bucks this morning. I um, the nah, didn't take it. It's now seventeen. That's a no-brainer for yeah. me. So downforce each way, but um, I'm definitely, you know, like you mark a race and you're done and everything. The, the more I look at it, I really, really, I do think big screen's going to be awfully hard to beat under the, just there isn't the horses behind it necessarily to tow the right horse in the race. Say downforce jumps well and tows on big screen's back. Will it be able to go, say, three lengths quicker than bench and have a sprint on it at the end? Or yeah. big screen break yeah. its heart and downforce not have anything left to give? So downforce is a horse that's won on firm mascot tracks with soft runs from an inside gates in the past for Stevie Parnham. Um, I think it was Railway Stakes Day a few years ago. So it is a type of setup for it that, that really does look nice. And I'm sure the reason there's 28 days between runs is they said, let's just put him away until yeah. the opening data scott i don't think there's anything sinister in that so um again on, on prices um on prices it's it's each way down force um for me big screen for me big screen is just that don't know whether i'm just trying to, i'm falling in love with the race pattern but there, there is nothing more in racing what I love more is just horses who are freewheeling out in front mm. on a Ascot leader, hopefully a leader bias track. And oh, I'd love to see him out by yeah two or three legs turning for home and just au revoir, au revoir, au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, race uh, zipping through here. So race seven of the day. Oh, back to Ascot. How good Crown Metropole handicap twelve hundred meters, rating sixty six plus. 
Graceful girl won the Rack and Tour Stakes, defeating Billy Ain't Silly in one of the higher rated 1,400 meter races of the Belmont season. Post race, Bob said that'll do. Pop, put it straight in the paddock, back for a crack at the uh, the big races in spring, summer. Graceful girl reemerges. She's 126 days between runs following that Rack and Tour Stakes victory, but she did zip home really nicely behind Western Empire in a pretty hot lucky trial recently. So, Team Williams have this mare ready to go. First up, resumes with 59 kgs. Um, takes on former stablemate, Mystical View, who must be said is absolutely flying for a new trainer, Sue Olive. And there's a, there's quite a few horses. There's a lot of talent actually engaged in this race, but those two do appear to be the uh, – they're the market leaders at the moment, do appear to be the ones that most people will be targeting. Yeah, I was hoping – I reckon Graceful Girl has got to be a risk first up. Like, I, I fell in hard. I remember we, we recorded and I fell in hard Graceful I think, Girl. I don't, think you were, I don't think you were wrong, though. No, I wasn't alone. Um, no, but you weren't wrong, though, wasn't it? Just No, the, no, it was just I was one start too early. But, but then in saying that, we didn't see the four bucks again after that, did we? That was a that was the, uh, that was was the an opportunity that was probably worth taking. But, um, look, Graceful Girl carried six kilos less than Hot Z and couldn't get Hot Z that day. Uh, I'm not saying she had a ch- – she probably did have a yeah, chance. She did. I don't think I watched the last hundred. I don't think she really came at Hot Z as hard as I initially expected. So you go back through Graceful Girls Ascot form. It's a little no, minor, minor concern. I think that um, that was eleven hundred though. Uh, it was 1100 yeah. But uh, the thing is here, I can't find what I really want to beat it. It's going to have to sprint not far from Mystical View. Charlton Eddie goes forward to the big weight and Come Magic's the one with – probably the one with the upside. We don't really know. Ran the quickest last two last start, but they absolutely dawdled to the bend, so it probably had uh, every right to run a nice last 200. But I do like a leader, even when they walk, who runs the quickest last two for the race. It shows there's probably a little bit more in the tank. So, strength, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I've got Graceful Girl 250. I, I really wanted to find something on speed – to beat it, but I just I haven't been able to do that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm two dollars fifty. It's it's price sensitive. Graceful girl, the fifty nine here, and if she's back last, like you saw in the trial, she didn't jump for Jet. She hasn't been jumping for Pikey. She could end up behind the wrong horse. And um, if Come Magic gives a nice kick, if Glasgow Girl gets a nice little soft tuck on him, if Charlton Eddie gives a good kick with the sixty, um, yeah, she'll she'll want to be good to to get him. If she gets yeah. the wrong back, that's all. Two two tens not going to get me. I remember when the Inspirational Girl resumed yep. at Belmont last year with fifty nine kilos, ran third to Western Pride, and I don't think she got. And- and Christy Bennett um, was on the winner. Western Pride won the race, didn't it? No, nah, we ran oh, second. Yeah, ran second. What was the winner? Oh, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, you continue. I'll, I'll think about it. So my point is, is that these uh, these horses that are on potential railway stakes trajectories. They can be a bit susceptible first up, especially resuming with weight over 1,200 metres. Team Williams, Bob Peters, especially the- Patristic. Patristic, Give that's me a right. spell. Yeah. <laughs> Give me like, Patristic beats it on the 19th of the 9th and then two months later wins the railway stakes. Yeah. Go on. Team Williams are grand final trainers and I'm sure while they would love nothing more than Gracewood Girl to salute on Saturday, it won't be any skin off their nose if she gets rolled with, um, with the grand final a uh, month or so away, so month or two away. So, but still, I, I do think that graceful girl just Vegas just two ten just looks a weapon. Is that what price she is at the yeah. moment? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't sort of my range. I don't think I was two fifty graceful girl. So was I. Yeah, I don't. I, I just can't get over how well Mystical Views racing at the moment. Yeah, its birthday stakes run went completely unsuited at the set weights and penalties, and in a race shape that didn't suit. She was 
the only one to impact from back in the field um, and left like horses with big finishes like Eel Ways and Watch Me Dance in, in her wake. So for her to get home, I think almost breaking 34 for her last 600. Team back up with CJP. CJP. And the day that she won, wasn't she the only horse to come from back and wide and win that day at Belmont? That was a hot bike. Yeah. All I'll say about that race is MTA's run second or third. Third, yeah. And yeah. was just wild how good it went four deep the trip, you know. And yeah. um, Dunbar's come through and Dunbar drinks milk. So I think- Maybe it was the last race of the day as well where the track sort of always evens up as the day progresses. But it was super, super. Prior to that, got beaten the loop first up behind Spin the Knife. I'm not so. talking about that. Uh, so, yeah, I think Miss Mystical View is a worthy opponent. If, if Graceful Girl happens to run into any traffic issues and Mystical Views with, uh, as Terry said, with CJP going back on board, could weave through and get last crack at them, mate. So, they're the two. What price are you, Graceful Girl? Graceful Girl for me. $2.40. Are in unison there across the board? Yeah, look, I agree with everything you guys have said. In my notes, I just wrote, easily the best horse in the race. Recent trial was super. But just my concern is, is if she steps slow where she ends up with the 59, this isn't her grand final. I'd yep. almost guarantee that she'll win next up. But yeah, if she's that's going to, 100% yeah, bang on. If she's going to be suspect, this prep, it's probably, yep. probably on Saturday. So. Is, it's always the same setup last prep, but I took four bucks, not 205. Exactly, yeah. You know? So uh, you'd, you'd take four bucks in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd take four bucks. Even I would that, take three bucks. Even that Larky Hill trial, like she was back off them, and then all of a sudden she went from being three, three and a half lengths off Western Empire to ride alongside us. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Like, just got that real point-to-point speed. In all, that, in all the trials that day, she was probably the most impressive yeah. of the lot when all the good horses were coming back. But I'm the same as you guys. I'm really struggling. Like, I don't want to back saying – I can't find saying to back each way – to beat her. I think Charlton Eddie's going really well. Two mm. starts ago, he should have beaten Icy Red. And then last start was leading on the cold Belmont rail. But just the fact that he's going to have to do it from the breeze uh, turns me off. The one who, again, look, I'm not keen, but the one who's come up actually quite substantially over my price is Son of Bacchus. Okay. Now, we were all on the rodeo, I think the last Ascot <laughs> meeting of the season, and oh, we were all whinging it was three deep, no cover. But if you go back and watch that replay, it was beaten by Sunder Bacchus. If that horse didn't win that race, that would have been an absolute sick beat. He was held up for the uh, first da- half of the straight. Da- yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I thought his recent trial was really good too. So if it, his first up run last preparation, was, I think, was easily a career best and then go back to all his first up runs they're all really good yeah mm. yeah i agree he used to be a bit of a nonny but that was super and then he hit a soft six at belmont second up and he just does not go on the soft they said we might as well put him out for the winter which mm-hmm. good move because we didn't really see a good track after that no that's a good good point cripper son of back it's like that you're right mm. that that was sean o'donnell wasn't it sort of held up weaving through and then yeah. got the late split i remember reading somewhere he traded over 100 to one in play yeah. because it was just gone it was the highest traded winner in play all day if he could repeat something like that run but get the breaks, which is going to be a big year because he'll be back from barrier three, needing a lot of luck, but he's got Paul Harvey on. I reckon if Graceful Girl was to get held up or finds you know, some, some bad luck at some stage, I reckon Son of Bacchus, and I'm, he's 21 bucks at the moment. I reckon you'll see better late, but mm-hmm. just, yeah. I'm coming up with the Maddies today, aren't I? I like it. I don't think I've ever tipped the Maddies. I might even tip two today. I like that. Yeah. All I'll say is don't leave Santa Bacchus out of your quaddy if you don't mm-hmm. stand Graceful Girl out. Which might, I might be recommend. a good might be a good race to try and get Graceful Girl beaten for a bit of value, aren't it? So, but what price do you have Glasgow Girl? A million to one? 
No, Glasgow Girl 15s. Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's the one I, I think can run. I, again, definitely wait for Betfair with Glasgow Girl. Brad Graham's got it humming. I reckon his first up run was super. Um, wrong part of the track. Um, yeah, I reckon Glasgow Girl, if it can tag come magic and, and peel off and yeah. pop at the right time, I think come, um, Glasgow Girl can run a little race. I'm more looking if I'm going to try and get a beat. I'm going to try and get something beat that's going to settle first few. Yeah. Um, that's the way would, I'm Would I'm the Fagazi fit into that category? Oh, I thought the Fagazi's ran backwards and it's Trial, didn't it? Yeah, yeah did yeah. I? Maybe wait for and did Sean up for Eurasia? Sean up for Eurasia as well, I think. Looking at that, but who knows what happened there? Okay, but I thought Sean McGrady would have had first yeah. throw at the stumps with his with the figure. Let's go get hit that real purple patch last preparation, which the figures out of that would suggest. Yeah, she could definitely figure. When I talk about this race, it's whether Grace Wheel doesn't run up to her best. Yeah. If she does, she wins. On the, just, just curious with you, what, what did she rate the day that she won the Racking Tour Estates, Grace Wheel Girl? Rated a 94.8. Yeah. Got to take into account, Pike had to go back to the inside. I yeah. don't even think he pulled the stick, so yeah. it was almost a trial. Yeah. I mean, so I expect her to be, yeah, say, at, well, now that's with 59 kilos too, so when she gets down to the minimum, say, in a group one, like that rating will shoot up to – sort of closer to 100 and yeah on the minimum weight i reckon she'll go through to and hit triple figures this preparation but i've given her a 93.5 first up okay. so just a, a length off her best yep scary if um she, learned, if she learns how to jump and that wins a 93.5 yeah. win this yeah. race yeah okay well looking forward isn't it good just to have this mm. quality horse flesh mm-hmm. to uh to mull over on the opening day of Ascot. You love your quality horse flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of quality horse flesh never goes astray. Ascot, so good. So good to be back. Race eight is the Heineken three handicap. 1,000 metres more quality. Thoroughbreds engaged in this one. Miss Kentucky, revelation, last prep. Um, Went bang, 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 did she? Four bangs. And then uh, ran second to Long Beach and fourth to Nero Dio in the Bowfine before a break. She uh, she was coming out of that West, whole Western Empire trial as well. But um, I'm thinking just the way that she races and the potential pattern here that um, the two pros alongside me might be looking to get her beat. My oh, correct. I'm not necessarily trying to get her beat. I've got her at the head of my market. She's a little bit thinner, just a little bit thinner than mine. But um I'm really interested to hear your guys' map here. Or yeah. It's probably not a, as, as essential, but gee whiz, there's some quick horses here. Don't fuss will probably be run off its legs, which tells you a story. Um, pull leaves down to a 1,000 for the first time. It, it's probably the one I had in front, but uh, Agent J can go obviously quick on its day. This will test you on 11. I reckon they're going to have to look for a three-wide line. Um, I simply can't trust this will test you just yet looking for us, looking for cover and sprinting at them, and it's, it's just not for me. I thought um, mood swings cross the lead. Mood swings to the breeze. If um, yeah, if it gets across Poole, it gets across Poole. But I think they'll be content to just pop the breeze. And then you've got like a little nuisance horse, like from Barrier One, like Double Jeopardy, who will mm. probably hold the back of the leader, you know, and just be a bit of a uh, a bit of a roadblock. So, and obviously Hot Z uh, as well, who um, jumped well in both trials, but was um, but was snagged. So there's, there's plenty of speed here, um, which which should give you chances, like um, Miss Kentucky and uh, Battlestorm, every chance to run on and. And uh, and pop through them. Um, yeah, I think the winner comes from Miss Kentucky. Battlestorm or Hot Z? I'm going with the latter, um, mostly for the value reasons. Hot Z's ten bucks. The other two are three twenty, four fifty ish type thing. Um, I think Hot Z's a really underrated horse. Both trials were snagged, never really ridden out. Blinkers weren't on. They go on here. F- 
first up last campaign, and this is probably the thing that gets me over the eleven hundred. I wish I do wish this was eleven hundred, but this is a thousand. But mm-hmm. over the eleven hundreds, um, went forward, carried six kilos more than Graceful Girl, and beat her. I'm going to say beat her well. You watch that last fifty again. I think she held Graceful Girl pretty well in that last fifty. Like it wasn't like it was. It fell in on the line. Give another 50 metres, I think Hodzed still wins the race. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. Um, it's obviously wound up with the two trials ready to go. Presume they're going to, I, mean, I presume a lot of these, Battlestorm, Hodzed, Miss Kentucky, they're going to be looking at little winter bottom campaigns if they can get the horses going well enough. Like, who knows what's coming across? So um, yeah, purely again, and all day, I'm really going with the value. As I said, I've marked Miss Kentucky favourite, um, but Hodzed's it's over double my price. Um, and it will have a head start on Miss Miss Kentucky and, and Battlestorm. So. At, the, at the moment, the three horses that you mentioned, Miss yep. Kentucky averaged 320, Battlestorm averaging 420, and Hot Z 950. Yeah. yeah. So that's me. Just uh, something on Hot Z and um, yeah, I think it'll have a head start on the other two, but uh, cracking a little sprint. Gripper. Yeah, look, similar to Terry. I got Miss Kentucky on top, but marked her $3.50, so the 320 does not entice me. And to be honest, with her racing pattern, I'd probably need a, like a really big uh, set of overs to be on. Battlestorm, 410, bang on my price. I actually had Mood Swing's third pick, but at $11. I actually think his last run was almost a career best on that cold rail, but my query is- So the all-day session run? Yeah, these the all-day sessions that the forum's held up, but I just don't, I don't know who's gonna lead, but I'm just not sure Mood Swing's will be able to cross all of those horses that we've mentioned to find the rail. If in an, another race where if he was drawn low with a bit less speed, he'd be a nice each way player, I reckon, at Ascot. And Hot Z is, you know, has definitely has the figures to win a race like this. My two queries were the thousand, as Terry touched on, and I just couldn't get excited on him uh, off his two trials. I'm happy to just, I just want to see him do it on race day first, but he's a horse that's, I've never been able to catch and he's yeah, pulled my pants down a few times. This will test you, has to be a lay at six bucks. Like you said, the map's a huge query and that last win, while impressive, it was, was just, it? no, on the eye it was impressive. Yeah, but when you go and, yeah. oh, I don't think it was. If you go and look at it, but you've got, the Pierce also pulled a shoe in the run, so uh, Plessier, so that was out. The State Attorney. State Attorney's coming. Who was the one that came off the back and almost loomed? It was Night Voyage. Night Voyage. Night yeah. Voyage is coming out here, so nah, leave me out of uh, this will test you. What price were you? This will test you. 16. Yeah, I was 15. Did you ever pay for your share in this will test you, too? Anyway, keep going. <laughs> 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 but yes, nah, no real. I can't imagine even if the prices do something mad on Betfair late, I can't. Uh, really picture myself having a substantial investment by any stretch in this race. Mm. How'd you say it, BJ? Uh, I, I was a bit shorter than you guys with Miss Kentucky. Uh, I was $3.20. And um, just from five, I don't uh, – I, I think she might be able to maybe lay in midfield. Who's she, um, in, who she in front of? That's my question to you. Yeah. Battlestorm. Yeah. Yep. Sunny Silk go back? Uh, Sunny Silk maybe goes back, but yeah, yeah, it's quick enough. Who else is she in front of? That's my thing, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's, gonna have, she's probably going to have three. She's, no, she's going to be behind Agent J, yeah. who might not bring her into the race. Yeah. Type of thing. That, that's what really worried me. That's why I got her out a bit longer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it just, I just thought her trajectory last preparation, where she just, just continued on her merry way, like showed plenty as a young horse and then came back. As a as a four year old and, and put that picket fence together and even her bow fine run when unsuited and 
uh, at the end of a sort of lengthy lengthy prep on a bog track was just she was just peeling ground off from late. And I think went home better than Amasanus, who came out and won. What did she win the next start? She won the feature. Beat reflectivity. She? Sorry? Beat reflectivity. Yeah, it was a listed, listed race. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Simon A's put her away. She, he's brought her back. He's a uh, he's a proper ascot, springtime trainer. I think Miss Kentucky either wins or flashes late and runs second. But at the moment, what is she? Oh, she's bang on my price, 320. And I, I think that maybe. Patent dependent, she might get out a bit further. Actually, maybe towards three fifty, something like that. I don't so. know what the market's going to do yeah. here. What, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the market's going to do. I, I was real heavy those three in my. I'm sure this will test you. Will start shorter than we've both got it now. Markets crip um, naturally should start somewhere between its current price and what we have. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. it's never going to be a bet for us. Though, I don't think. No. no, it's never going to get to that point. But I mean, I, I the rest of them, I haven't really got anywhere near it. Like, I mean, what. We look at the market and we're talking, um, oh, even Pulley is $15, Sunny Silk 18, um, Island Charms eight points out of its weight division. But if you look at its first start run last campaign, <laughs> who's it knocked off? I see Red and um, Gemma. Jerry, maybe, maybe Roy's onto something. Yeah, yeah. Went like, yeah. like a rocket. Ended up being a bit of a spike performance. Yeah, yeah maybe it's has a to try and do it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, not for, not for me. Not for me at all. The one thing with Hot Z, the reason that I came this way, and I, I'm actually a Hot Z 440, so I got it pretty short, is um, so I talked about that run. After a freshen up last campaign, Hot Z carried six kilos more than Graceful Girl. So Miss Kentucky has to carry a kilo and a half more than Hot Z. Mm. Does that make sense? If, yeah. If you look at it sort of in a comparative sense about what's chasing it down, um, oh, I, I really, if, if Hot Z can get clear, I want to be off and going. Like obviously if they're sprinting together, there's only one winner. It needs just a flow. Just let's flow into It the should race. be flowing. Yeah. It should yeah. be, as Marty Allen would say, it should be flow. <laughs> uh, didn't do that right. Uh, flow. Uh, That's better. If, if, there's, if there's traffic and trouble, then... I'll a bit like Cripper. I think that mood swings could roll and give a good kick. I think he's just a real uh, sharp thousand meter horse, and just attacking some of these horses beginning their prep could get strung up. There could be a bit of jostling for position, and maybe something out rolling out in front can nick it, and that's going to be the horse for mine. But mm -hmm. I'd like Miss Kentucky as a horse. Not probably not a bet at the moment. I'm just going to wait till late. Cool. All right, the uh, the race. It's got Cripper excited. It's got everyone excited. It does have everyone Tons excited, away. doesn't it? The Crown, Crown, Perth, <laughs> three-year-old classic over the 1,000 metres. Um, well, first of all, we'll talk about the little market to move. I don't think too many people. I didn't see it till it was bloody 350. Arcadia Grace went up six bucks with the green tab, which um, which Gr looked a nice Grace. nice little quote early. Um, I don't think too many people would have got older, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, all eyes on will be on Arcadia Grace here. But um, I'm interested to hear about your maps and hear about how you expect <laughs> this race to be run because there's on paper there's about six different leaders and can Snipperucci get anywhere near the top? Well, my, my map? I'll yeah, go through a bit. My map was just I uh, had Ponyo leading, Stipperucci crashing, crashing across at speed to sit outside leader, spin the knife, leading early, but then allowing Ponyo to come across with speed to hold the leaders back, and his goal being more aggressive than it was first up and uh, holding the one one. Yeah, I reckon there'll be desperation to, <laughs> to lead on his goal. Do you think? Do you think last start crypt that they handed up a bit easy with his goal rather than push on, or what do you think about that? Oh, I don't really have uh, too many. Thoughts on it, but yeah, I think when a leader jumps as well as anything, and then decides to not only hand up but take the main danger out the field, out the back with it, and it's a 
Yeah, it was an interesting watch, but uh, like you said, I reckon they'll make amends for it this start. <laughs> the two horses, I wrote, look, this is going to be a race where there's a lot of horses who could lead. It's, it's going to be up to what the rider on top of them wants to do. The two horses I thought who had the gate speed were He's Gold and Snipperucci, but oh, look, you could have done, I could have sat here and yeah. spent half an hour doing a map and you could have got it completely wrong. So I'm not too concerned on that. What will be, will be. You just want to... Try and it was find more, a, it was a more just if you could get Snipperucci to the top softly because yeah. obviously the 10 bucks each road would be probably a huge bet, but there was no way I could do that. Not softly, no. Uh, but yeah, what a race. I can't remember when I saw the noms of this race. I don't know why, but I thought, is this like a new race in the program? Because I never can't remember being so excited this, about this is three the three-year-old classic. This is the best version. This so, is the best version. Good segue. I did a little bit of research okay. with Albert BJ on this race. So last year, Claire Voyance won the race. Small field dominated from the breeze. The main reason I did this is I was like, a 1,000 metres. This just just dominated despite the speed by good horses on speed. You know, I just wanted to see, can they make ground? Not that that is probably the best test case for it, but it just gives you an idea. Um, Amelia's on fire won the year before. It was a race where there was a lot of speed on paper. It drew wide, but it got it soft to the breeze because mm. a few of them um, stood up. That was the last time and the only time in the last five years that Bob Peters has had a runner in the this race, and that was Celebrity Queen, who's run second that day. Dig deep, ran the quickest last six. Um, magical Dream and Mystical View came out in the Belgravia, which they, these horses will all move on to, the majority will move on to. They raced in C1s when this was happening in class one's country midweek, even though they were obviously- They capable. raced on the, the on the equivalent of the Thursday, of the yes, Wednesday meeting yesterday. exactly right. Yeah. So they, obviously Bob was saying those two, he didn't think were sharp enough, and they do think that uh, Arcadia Grace is a different kettle of fish, the first run, and the only run in the last five years he's had in this race, despite having a plethora of good three-year-olds, was Celebrity Queen, and we obviously know how that ended. Uh, it was Chicks Pick the year before, it was a small field dominated from the breeze. Basically, it's been a small field very often. The year before, Ocean Jewel came from near last, and the year before, Iron Budika came from midfield on a hot tempo. So, um, yeah, horses can definitely make ground when there's enough speed on this. And to me, it looks a race where something will be finishing over them. Really? Looks that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, looks the race where something will be finishing over them. So, um, yeah. Who are you well, over them as in like from back of the field or over them just, just getting that cushy run midfield? Then. Cushy run midfield or even, yeah, from – from last, from it could be. Look, well, I'm, 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 I'm big Arcadia Grace. Yeah, I, I really like cool. Arcadia Grace. But I don't think she's a moral, but I think I just want to be on. Yeah. I just think I just think she excites me, mm. so I just want to be on. You know, um, but it, for the for the people who are listening who haven't she haven't seen her northern maiden, it might be not what's all the fuss about. This is a sort of a lowly sort of northern maiden win, but where the form uh, wasn't frank. But the uh, you, you got to remember she was held up till basically the 200, 175, got a rails run, exploded for about 50 metres before Pikey just downed tools and she went to the line. Was it two and 2.8 lengths winner untouched? It's almost the trial before that where she yeah. got past Harmika. She was four lengths off Harmika with 100 to yeah. go. Yeah, Pikey, when he got past it, was like, oh, hang on, I'm past this already. He yeah. didn't really just... Couldn't believe how she accelerated. So even, um, even in the first trial, she was a fair way off, and Chris Pine was clicked her up, and she comes yep. down the outside. Uh, it's it's gonna it's got, <laughs> got a big engine. It's big, gonna be engine. it's gonna be a tough watch. So I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> set it at three fifty, and I, I I just know it's gonna be a tough watch. I know it's probably gonna be a hard luck story. You know, um, it's got a lot of graceful girl as, last campaign about it. As we said before, there's so many good horses that want to sit on speed and. In her maiden win, she was slow away. And you could just imagine after 50 metres, they, they're all just in front of her and all of a sudden she spat right out the back. And yeah. then that, we'll, that worries me. We'll really find out how good she is. But also worth noting, not sure if you caught um, 
Bob's interview with Jay Rooney in the paper, but he seemed to think she wouldn't I get. Have a, she have wouldn't, you got the subscription? I've got the subscription, yeah. <laughs> I'm a footy nut. So, uh, Do you actually have the sub? Yeah. He seemed I to think met someone. I got the sub. That, um, oh, shit. that she wouldn't get much past 1,400 metres. That's what Bob said. So. Oh, yeah, okay. It'd be like Mickey Moto from a few years ago. More of a sprinting uh, type. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, not good for those looking to play the futures in the Kingston no, town. We, but we move on worth to Worth noting, uh, yeah. The other yeah. one. <laughs> she not no, be nobody would have saw that. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, probably good for a race like this where I don't think she's a horse that's in a thousand metres just for the sake of it. I yeah, think that's this is attack, This is attack mode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really expect her to win this. But, look, it, Bob's. Up and coming horses are never going to be found in my market. I marked, I did get a favourite. Um, I had to give her a fair few lengths on her maiden, but you know, as you said, she had bad luck. She never really got out of second gear, so it was quite easy to do that. Like a lot easier than, say, for example, last year. I remember Western Empire ran second in a Northern maiden and went up. 10 bucks in the race before the guineas. I had him like 150 to one. In the Farita, yeah. In the Farita, yeah. It was a moral bet. So like Bob's, I always say this, Bob's horses are that my hardest, the thing that's hardest for me to get my head around in WA racing to price them. So had her on top, but $5.60, so obviously you won't be playing at threes. Didn't really find something to back in the race with much conviction. I think the one that ended up coming up overs in my market was Pat's got sass. I had her six bucks and she's nine dollars, so gun to head might play her each way, but I'm not not rushing to get to the tab to dive in. Mate, I reckon I reckon they'll come out of trees to back this. I reckon I yeah, reckon, I reckon, I'm, I reckon you'll see fourteen fifty I reckon you'll see fourteen fifty yeah, bucks. Double like, figures Pat's got mate, yeah. I my gut I got set I'm two eighty five, couldn't have had her any shorter. But I knew that this might be one. If you don't take the price, you don't get another opportunity. Yeah. There's so many good horses in this. So you'd think, well, surely they're going to have to back spin the knife from the inside gate, getting it soft. Surely Snipperucci's trials. And I said to the boys off air before, I, I don't think Snipperucci, if it gets to the breeze with a degree of comfort, it, it might be impossible to catch just about, you know. But I don't know if Snipperucci, this isn't set up for it, this race so much. But to me, it could be a winter bottom horses campaign. If they draw a nice gate, gets in with, uh, what did you say before? 50 kegs? 50 kegs. 50 yeah, kegs. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's a proper race horse. I mean, Pat's got sass. Uh, big fellow. The, the draw is good, I think, for Pat as well. The wider gate. Yeah. Um, Joey's obviously riding as well as as well as anyone. So, um, but I huge, think all these horses huge wide prices. Huge reps on Ruthless Tycoon as well. Yeah. And, and, and look, three, three, three wide been, line might be the spot here to be. Money's been trickling in as well. So. Yeah. No, money might be the spot to be uh money might be the spot three wide line I, I reckon could well be the spot to be here so i've got a question for you boys and i actually i know i had a bit of a whinge about the ruthless tycoon spin the nice race just before but in all honesty who was the better run in that race between spin the knife and ruthless tycoon bearing in mind the margin still ended up being over three legs Pin the knife, I think. Bigger run? Oh, yeah. It's hard to tell you because you get the wins taken out of your sails while Spin the Knife just had unimpeded. Yeah. It was a track gallop for Spin the Knife. Yeah, it was a, tri- it was a barrier trial. Yeah. has led in pretty much all of its trials, basically, and its race starts. So, um, I don't know. There's not much in it. I think, yeah, you ask 10 people, you get 10 different yeah. – well, not – yeah, five different answers. I- two answers. I thought Ruthless Tycoon, there was a bit more, bit more merit in the Ruthless Tycoon performance, mm-hmm. personally, but marginal. It would have been it would have been a good to see them do do battle have equal last yeah, yeah have a crack and see, see who was the better horse in the day but never got that opportunity unfortunately with um the sort of shit mixer early in the race but um yeah I think spin the knife 
just that margin was probably inflated due to the bad luck that Ruthless Tycoon had. 100%. So I'm, 390 looks bare bones for me. Oh, yeah. I'm um, spin the knife. I'm uh, 750. Spin yeah. the knife. So. Lots of good horses in this race. However, I think that Flying Missile is, is, is set to run a really big race. Has it has won four from eight? Was I mean, I think the only time it missed a place was in the Caracatta, is that right? And it was this is a very it, similar setup. It was drawn wide in races, heaps of speed. Yeah. I, I think I don't know whether it's a but, it, but it's a, a flat it's track, a thousand instead of a, 12. It's a flat track bully, not a flat track bully. I know what you're saying uh, you just beat up on the late season two year olds, yeah, going away, yeah, strung a few together from nice barriers. Uh, I think it's a really nice horse. I really like that flying missile as a horse, um, but if it, if it drew, drew a lid, it would be yeah. top three. Chance for mine. Uh, three away for King, Christy King, land three wide and recover peeling. I reckon she can run a big race. It was absolutely massive gut buster in the Caracatta and emerged from that after like, I think it was 21, 28 days between runs and managed to string three wins together. That just showed a real level of depth to her to be able to copper Caracatta gut buster and just come back and win. So she's got a lot of quality. But this right. is, we could talk about every well, horse. That's, one sec- that's a good segue for me. If you want to talk about flying missile, which gives me a little bit more confidence, I'm going to throw you Desert Vixen on debut, I thought was- Who's this? Like just throwing out 20 and 30. I thought it was a bigger run than flying missile. Yeah. Gets two kilos, uh, weight swing for good measure. And I thought it, uh, her recent trial was sensational. Look, she's- 30 bucks at the moment. She, she's from the Simon Miller yard, but could trade close to triple figures, couldn't she? Did you see one yesterday, Snipper Glory, that was yeah. three, 390 to 40s on Betfair? Yeah. For Simon Miller? Yeah, 40s, yeah. Did it, did I it run? had it 20 to 1. Yeah, so I'm proud as well. I had it. Did like it run eight? Second? Yeah, it ran second. Yeah. Gap third was serviceman. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, but Desert Vixen's another one I think will do the same thing and probably jump 80, 90 to 1. But yeah. geez, how good is that trial? Yeah, and if you're going to talk, yeah, you just got to. It's got to be in the same conversation as Flying Missile on that one run. Yep. Um, look, obviously Flying Missile's got a starting price advantage, but Desert Vixen's also got the upside. So you'll be going wide in this leg of the quaddy as well and trying to get it beaten. Yep. And, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What? Like, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, there's no skinny leg yet, but. <laughs> what price? What price are you Snipperucci? Snipperucci, I had. Ten dollars. What price have we got? Oh, 13, so it's I'm thirteen dollars. Yeah, I was, was seven fifty. I just, I'm surprised. I thought Snipperucci would be four fifty five bucks. Yeah, in the I'm not saying. I, I just thought it would be a clear. Uh, it's just yeah. The trials couldn't be any. I hate when they trial on the Monday, but the trial. It was actually Jason Brown that told me that as well. Uh, I hate when they trial on the Monday, but it's it's trials couldn't be any better. Obviously, it's it's drawn horribly and it looks very ugly for it on paper. But if if a few of them get scared off by what's to come out wide and they, they go in with the mindset, let's take a sit. And next thing you know, it coasts to the breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that mentality of there's too much speed in the race and they all do the yep, same thing. 100%. And next thing you know, it's, um, yeah, it gets it. They, they go at benchmark to the breeze and it's going to be very, 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 very hard to beat. I've heard there. a few times that uh, SJ Miller could, doesn't, Rate Snipperucci is like one of the better horses he's ever put a saddle on. Doesn't or does? Does, yeah. Yep. Like right up there. Uh, BJ, you'd know more than me, but I'm sure he's had some gun horses over the years. Uh, I mean, the one concern is obviously coming off a pretty serious injury. Terry, I'll tell you what, talk about Steve that day when you loaded up at Finjar and- I broke it for a leg. Oh, was it, was it a leg or a back? 
She's beaten three legs. I broke its back. Uh, three lengths with it, either broken leg or a broken back. Like that is just a serious. That was that period where I think on that on the on the Wild West about five weeks in a row, I was just I just need to tip an even money just because everything I'm tipping was not just losing, they were breaking down. And I remember just telling you, this will win. And then out the gates, yeah, just you could hear this snap from back here so mm. anyway I do apologise I won't be backing oh I might say but that's probably <laughs> I do apologise I'm narrowing my focus I'm I'm just uh, I think I'm going to play Arcadia Grace I was uh, I was 290 my market and um, you could could be on something there Terry we might be the best price we see all prep I think so. I don't know. <laughs> just the, the money for the good Cerise and white ones is coming too much. Now, yeah. I'm about, so you're talking about your overbets, Cryptus. Mm. Not impossible. You say 100 to 1 Desert Vixen Lake. Yeah. yeah. Way, if, if, if Arcadia Grey starts 240 or 250 Betfair, mm. which is too short, yeah. you're going to see why. Because Pat, Snip, Ruthless, Spin, they all have to start somewhere not too deep mm. in the market. So, <laughs> Desert Vixen, you're yeah. at 180 yeah. to 1. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm if everyone's going to SP $1.70, Arcadia Grace can start as short as that. If it follows the trend of how these are all going, yeah. well, less peeve at $1.22. Yeah. It's going to go around half wings as price at its best. Um, That'd be a good watch when it gets yeah. back right <laughs> the back. I'd be laying off if that occurs. Uh, Sir William might uh, might need his uh, pogo, pogo stick, stick for yeah. this one. Oh, it'll be a tough watch. I know it. I, I know it as well. But I'm I'm okay with it. If I get beaten, you know what? I'm okay. And with I sort it. of think I reckon punters forget about how short the Ascot straight is on the mm-hmm. first day because you're so used to watching Belmont, but. They'll corner, and then all of a sudden there'll be something on speed that gives a kick, and you'll be halfway home and. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Pike try and run whoever that is down. It could be the momentum horse three wide, that, that, whether that's a Desert Vixen, whether that's a Pat's Got Sass, whether that's Ruthless Tycoon, Tycoon whether yeah. that's Hoi An, who'll Hoi probably An. get out to $100 it's, plus. You're declaring Desert Vixen all of a sudden. I'm definitely not declaring Desert Vixen. Lee launching. I reckon you'll get a backable price late. That's for sure. Clear air, Arcadia Grace, just call it up. Yep. I'm with you. I'm probably going to, because I don't know, because I'll go too wide in my quaddy, probably going to go one out with Arcadia Grace. It's hard to find. With Desert Vixen. <laughs> just two out. <laughs> no, just one out. Desert Vixen. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we can talk about this race for, for yeah. ages. The three-year-old classic. It deserves a lot of air time. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a ripper. It's a ripper and it's it's a big, terrific initiative. And then uh, we're going to do it all again in two weeks' time with the uh, with the Belgravia, which is almost always the best three-year-old race of the year. So um, three-year-old classic, and we'll find out just how good Arcadia Grace is. And, and Sir William, we know how good he is, but he's going to definitely earn his uh, his riding fee on Saturday. How's Slipper Richie 12? Oh, I still don't understand. I, yeah, sorry. <sighs> just shows the quality yeah, of the field. Yeah, it does. It certainly does. If he drew a gate, it deserves favoritism, I'd suggest, you know. Okay, it's now time for the Get Out Stakes. S T E A K S. The Get Out Stakes return to Ascot. Brought to us by Market City Meats, Terry. Largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, Tim and his team run the show out there at Market City Meats. So make sure you uh, you visit Timmy and uh, let him know that you tune in to the 11W Racing Pod. Congratulations to episode 96 winner, Timmy Marlow. He was one of two people to select King's Authority in the uh, Get Out Stakes at Kalgoorlie last Saturday, but he had the, uh, he had the best margin, the closest margin, to uh, to the official, so well done, Tim. He's a 
previous multiple mastermind winner. He won round two of the Top Gun tipping tournament. So he's uh, yeah, he's a very astute fellow, Timmy Marlowe. So congratulations and uh, get stuck into that gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, Race 9 at Ascot, opening day, uh, send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places best, and we cannot ever forget the Sam White Rule Guru. Uh, first in. Best dressed. First in, best dressed. So, race 10. Oh, actually, what did I say? I said race 9. Race 10. 10 race card. Uh, so, the get out stakes are last. It's also known as the Seapelt Wines Handicap, 1,200 metres, rating 66 plus. We've had a scratching, number 14, Bumper Humper is out, so there's 15 to face the starter. Group. <laughs> Tell you what, if you've, uh, <laughs> if you, if you've done your dough from race one to nine, then you're, you're cooked. You might be in a little bit of trouble because this does look quite tough, in my opinion. Uh, should be a lot of speed in it. You've got the likes of Cliffs of Comfort, Sassy and Sassy Trader probably trying to cross the new and improved Safety Bay. How good is that horse going? Although this will be a acid test. Uh, even a horse like Captain King has gate speed, might be able to get come across and find a spot on speed before those couple that I mentioned above cross from out wide. Uh, look, I did have a secret plan on top, but definitely currently two dollars sixty. That's shorter than my price of three dollars fifty. Always had a bit of time for this fellow, but I'm just the jury's out with me whether he's a wet tracker or not. So definitely wouldn't be diving into that sort of price. I'm a good for it. Ask I just want to see him do it first. Now, guys, I want to ask what your thoughts are here. There's one that has come up quite well over my market, but I've been burnt by this horse a couple of times, so I might be gun shy. Captain King, I've marked the horse nine dollars sixty. Goes well first up. Thought his latest trial was super. He's currently 17 bucks on around the traps. I, like I said before, I think he gets to maps to get a nice run right up on speed. But yeah, like I said, once bitten, twice shy. So just seeing what you guys thought about that horse. Yep, don't mind it. I'm, uh, what was I? $13 Captain King. $12 so. Captain King. Yeah, it's slightly over my price. Um, just the amount of speed in it, whether it sits and gets going. I like Lacto on it. Um, Written by uh, Jade and Christie, so sometimes a, a new jock can bring about a change of luck as well. Um, in that sense, clean slate uh, as well, fresh, fresh uh, prep, fresh prep, fresh exactly, prep. exactly right. Um, yeah, no, I, th I think it runs a nice race. I said I'm just a slightly um, over that price, under that price. Which way am I going? I'm yeah, under, 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 under the price. Yeah, yeah sixteen, seventeen dollars best at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think it. Uh, I think it runs a. It's it's a bit like you said with um, Elementaria. Probably a bit more happening in this race, but it's a it's a bread and butter type of horse usually. Um, yeah, clean yeah. slate. I think is is bang on. So yeah, definitely can you run my last start. I was actually on it yeah. last start. I went. Did you Beth, have nine Did you legs? have a bit of cardiac as well? Yeah. <laughs> did you? Or? Yeah, six hundred when it was yeah. caught three deep. So, but you can obviously. Um, oh, everyone is, but you just rule a line when the horse runs into that. So. His best form is uh, good enough to win this. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Captain King. Cripper, you said you marked Secret Plan 350. I see that open 350 locally. It's been uh, firmed in since then. What did you What did you end up landing with price-wise, Secret Plan, Terry? Uh, 380, but I knew I was never going to be yeah. getting a Secret Plan. I'm exact Cripper just middled that. I'm just worried it's a my trade. Tried like I did last. I was, and then went I was longer, longer than all you guys. I was $4. Really? So, yeah. Oh, wow. 
There you go. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, look, it wouldn't surprise me. And the map says it should be winning and it should be going real close, but uh, nah, won't be getting any of mine. Um, if you look, do a direct comparison with a horse called Speed Dream, um, and they basically, one week it was Speed Dream versus Vain Tempest and Timely Outburst. And the next week it was Secret Plan versus Vain Tempest and Timely Outburst. And Speed Dream was the better run just throughout that period. They were facing all the same horses. They never actually faced each other. Yeah. And Speed Dream is consistently probably slightly the better of the two runs, even on the even on the figures. Um, so look, I first up last campaign, Speed Dream was huge over the unsuitable thousand, last hundred especially. I don't have a huge amount of trust in the smaller yards, obviously fresh, no trial. But look, I'm, I'm 650 Speed dream so i'll have something small on it the 11 bucks that'll do me for the race i think there's enough speed in it to um for something to finish over the top of them and get in double figures what do we I think, think i just need one winner on the program <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of comfort me first up 61 kilos uh belmont belmont form was outstanding a bit stiff not to win its first three starts last prep then was tipped out after putting in a, a dodgy one fourth up uh also cardiac arrhythmia oh, so, yeah, yeah, okay right yeah. right Wow, um, another Reese Radford runner on the day. I think this is his third um, third runner. He's gonna mm-hmm. gonna saddle up. He just looked like he he looked like he was uh, destined for better things last prep with those Belmont victories. Yeah, I don't think the eighty rating. A lot of these, I think, are close to their peaks. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's they're going to go much further. I think Comfort Me is going to go a bit further. I, I, I agree. It would have been nice to see maybe Comfort Me up in grade. Yeah, down in weight. Yeah. What are we going to be mean? three back the fence trying to sprint through gaps with sixty one? That's, yeah, that's what that's then, what turned. And then you've got bit. secret plan with what's he got five and a half kilos less um, with the turn of foot sort of thing. So um, yeah, it's interesting. I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts are from a come for me. I mean, yep. Sassy Trader's racing really well, but can he win from the breeze? Look, I was seven fifty comfort me. It's eleven dollars. I didn't yeah. realize that now. So yeah, yeah it's it's another one. Yeah, like, but again, like what why are all these over our prices? Are yeah, because we've all got secret plan taking up twenty six percent of the market, and the market's got it taking up forty or something. So, yeah, um, quite a few of these are going to be over our price. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right. A bit like what you said in that earlier race is going to be some big betfair prices. Yeah, late race. I think they'll back secret plan. Too. Yeah, yeah. Won't I, th- I don't. I think you'll. Um, yeah, I don't think there'll be any um, rush to dive in elsewhere. Hmm. Um, I think outside of the market, I do have a lot of time for Gunmetal Grey as a horse, but 16, where she's going to have to win from last swooping. Uh, tough, tough. Take on that West Speed Platinum form every day of the yeah. week. I mean, even a horse like, it's good to see a horse like Eel Way is back in a, yeah, it's back in a ratings race, you know, like ran in the birthday, stakes first up, completely out of its out of its depth there. Back, but it's another horse who's going to be getting back and running. I think this race is going to be changing um, complexion very late. I think between the hundred and the and the finish line, it's, there's going to be a, a lot of lot of changes to the uh, to the order. But um, I don't know. I found it really hard from a tipping point of view in the leg up. I I just went market order, secret plan on top, but not with a huge amount of confidence. I I even wrote the my first line is exactly what you said, Cooper. In the leg up, I said jury is still out on secret plan, but this is where we find out what he's made of. I suppose in a in a ratings race with a nice weight with a good draw. First up, let's see whether he's uh, up to it or not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one we haven't touched on is Boomtastic, yeah. who yeah. is my second pick, but I marked her $6.50. She's currently that price. Has the right form line behind all day session. 
uh, obviously never ideal for any horse when they lose pike so won't be diving into that but yeah like you said the four horses in my market that were ten dollars under was secret plan boomtastic captain king and comfort me love comfort me as a horse my query is just where the 61 kilos and the 1200 i've heard some people say he might be a horse that likes it you know three deep doing it rough but i look back at the race he won last year when he beat leading girl Jade was coiled up yeah and yeah. just sort of got it got blocked and got out i think yep. i actually remember the race because it was one of our lays terry when we we're doing that oh, competition. Yeah. <laughs> and it was out the door too wasn't it <laughs> so um yeah i don't i don't think the inside gate uh is it a huge yeah. negative uh, i think it's a type of horse that can sprint well but yeah you know race with capacity field and a lot of genuine winning chances then you might even see a better price late saying it's got to give uh going ahead secret plan for me terry speed dream yeah with the market speed yep. dream ah oh, just wins up. <laughs> just wins no i just don't think there's any value on the place so just wins okay yeah captain king each way just wins multi into desert vixen yeah <laughs> late price <laughs> all right let's take a break and we'll come back with our best bets maddies and lays all right, we're back with our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. Daniel Cripps, our guest, would you like to lead the way? What's your Betfair Best? All righty, Betfair Best. I'm going to go with race six, number eight, big screen. Just looking forward to seeing if he can lead all the way. I do think that the banker of the day is race two, number two, ginger flyer, but would need a drift to play the exchange late. Keep going. I'll roll with the best. Go your best. All right. Uh, my bet fair best, race five, kiss on all four cheeks. Okay. Uh, my best is, it's not race seven. Why have I got race seven written down? Uh, race number three, I'm going to work on the one I think is furthest above my price. It was a toss up between hot Z in race eight, but I'm going to give it to race seven. Race three, Alimentar, horse number seven. That's what I was looking at. Alimentaria at around 750. Betfair best? Yeah, Betfair best, yeah. Okay, your grace is the one I, I'm most excited about, but it's mm. 20 cents over my price, so I'm not all that. So I'll just go the one that's most over. Got to start $2.20 underneath. I'm talking, yeah, exactly, exactly right, and I don't want to be uh, don't want to be on there. Cripper hasn't tipped anything under $21 say, all yeah. day, so short women are asking him to narrow his focus <laughs> and give us one. What's your, what's your Maddie? Well, I don't, every time I've been on this, Show, I don't think I've ever had a Maddie over 20 bucks, so I'm going to use them all up in one go. Race seven, uh, yes, race seven, Son of Bacchus. Race nine, Desert Vixen. The way we're talking, it might even be a Maddie place price at 20 to one. Mm. And also going to throw in just under it at the moment, but race 10, Captain Chaos. Ah, uh, sorry, Captain King. Captain King. Captain King. King. I reckon we just got your lay though, didn't we? <laughs> Beach. Uh Cripper convinced me. Son of Bacchus, I'm with you, mate. My man of the day. I like it. Uh, race two, Rock and Rulers, 20 bucks with one of them. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think it maps on the back of those two. I think it's a length off those two, but racing, I think it'll be close enough. Uh, who, um, who, who are we laying? Yeah, who are we laying? Well, I was nearly going to say Captain Chaos just then to make it look like that was a that was just a genuine mistake. So, no, I'm actually going to lay race three, number four, Accelerate. Hmm. Good one. After my uh, my spiel, um, trying to uh, pick holes in ginger fly, that's going to be my lay of the day, especially at the dollar ninety, dollar ninety five. Brave. Uh, I've, got I've got Accelerate written down as well, so I uh, have to take it on. I'm, yeah, I'm healthy double figures, Accelerate, so 
Uh, if he can get it to win off multiple setbacks or 55 days, I'll doff my cap. Well done. Yeah, D-Mac, he's, yeah, I'm often doffing my cap to D-Mac. Mm. Uh, plays me off the, uh, off a break, um, mm-hmm. more often than not. Uh, top Gun selections, Terry and I give ours on the, on the podcast. I'll lead the way. I'm going to go 100 wins, kiss on all four checks. Okay, I like it. Uh, I probably should play it safe, seeing as many five spots in the safety zone. Um, but I'm going to sort of think about this in a way where I'm, I'm expecting the money to come for Arcadia Grace. So I'm not going to go that way because you end up with the Betfair SP. Um, so I'm going to have 60 wins Elementaria, who I think will hold its price. will be pretty close to, and 40 wins on Hot Z. So we'll go a little bit more uh, ambitious this just, week. Just remembering that it's uh, 10 more get, get, uh, cut. get cut. Top 30 will be moving forward. I think I think most of the people inside the 40 would have been pretty happy to see the back of Decrypts, wouldn't they? But he's snuck in yeah, and he's what. just lurking, he's lurking. lurking. And he's just, and he's, we've asked him to read him and he said, no, I'll flick him through later, yeah, boys. Yeah. He's taking this seriously. Uh, so. I need to be really technical because I need to make yeah. sure I find one winner to get me up enough spots. Whereas if the Hail Mary doesn't win, then I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. But I'll be having yeah, I'll be having a banker and a Hail Mary. So mm-hmm. to be confirmed. Yeah, you got to be because you want to think. Okay, what's the banker going to pay? How many do I need to get deep into the twenties or whatever? It's just yeah, yeah there's a lot, lot to it tactically, isn't there? And the worst thing when I say banker, it's probably going to be saying it five to one. Yeah. So <laughs> there's more than likely that I'll be uh, knocked out this week, but mm. we'll see. All right, yeah. get, get your tips in, guys, uh, before nine thirty a.m. on. Friday Western Standard Time, Terry. All right. Um, thanks again to the lads last week. Um, Riley and uh, Latham, uh, cracking job, uh, fellas, with the other uh, Maddie double. Let's see if we can go the Maddie triple, triple. this way. Well, no, the Maddie quadruple. Is Cripps giving us? <laughs> How many have you given us? Three. 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 If all five of those get up, I'll tell you what. Is it possible? Are they all in different races? No, you've got one of the same as Cripps. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I'm confusing myself now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, we're very excited to be back to uh, back to Ascot. We appreciate you coming on as well, DC. Yeah, thanks for um, Yeah, no, thoroughly enjoyable. Make sure it's not 11 months between visits this time and yep. hopefully get you back for a railway stakes edition. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, nah, this is between now and Christmas is it's party time. So, yeah, give it a plug service as well. Uh, for those not involved, um, fair enough to sit out during winter, but now is where you really want to press the button for decrypts racing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I did actually a stat on my latest tweet. I feel like I'm a bit like the West Coast Eagles. I'm a 10-goal better side at home. So, I think my... <laughs> Korea Ascot stats are about 30% profit on turnover, whereas away from Ascot, it's 12%. So, yeah. pretty big differential, but Time to get you can, uh, yes, yeah, no surprise to see that I'm excited that we're back at headquarters. Yes, I'm excited. We're all excited. Um, yeah, big day out there this week. We'll have more details on next week's show, A, regarding prizes for the Top Gun and also um, 100th the 100th episode. There will be – you can 100% lock in. 100th episode will be at the races on the 30th, which is Derby Day, black and white day. Um, we just got to figure out the finer details. We'll likely just get a little spot and um, have something to wait in uh, a quiet one or two. And, um, Back the card. And back the car yeah. and, and some, yeah. And then we'll, we'll get Curly's Toowoomba mail for the young <laughs> stuff afterwards. But uh, no, thanks again to uh, Marky Olmos, Jay Rooney, the lads last week, Cripper. It's been great. Looking forward to next week. And until next week on the 1-1. One, one.